forever. Dog. Now, what happens after one on the the countdown? Does that mean the the show? The show started. It's the best show. My name is Tom. I'm the host of the best show. Am I getting better from being sick? Yeah, I am. I was the one that was sick. You see it in all the memos and the uh, the the mailings and things. Somebody's sick on the best show. Me. But guess what? Am I better now? Not really. But am I here to do the show? Yeah, I am. You know why? That's what we do in 2024. That's what we do in 2024. We fight! Or we just have fun, too. We can also just have fun. So, tonight, on the best show, I should mention, tonight... Tonight on The Best Show, we have an exciting return to form for 2024. What are we going to do? We're going to do your predictions for 2024. You're going to call up 201-989-0012. We're going to write down what your prediction. And 12 months from now, whoever gets one right wins a prize. That's what we're going to do tonight, and we have other surprises and guests and little things happening here and there, and we got coming up later in the show, Danny Tamborelli is going to check in for Pete and Pete. We'll talk to him in a little bit, but right now, it's time for you and me to sit back, relax, and do, I got to do the show. You just listen to the show. Can we do the theme, please? Everybody, welcome to the best show 2024. How are we doing tonight here in January of 2024, the beginning of the year? How's that uh, treating everybody? 
We're all having a good time. We're all having fun, right? Everybody, welcome. We made it to another year. Looks like we made it, right? Looks like we made it. We did make it. Just heard ABBA, the visitors from the album of the same name. Some would say, Tom, you played ABBA. From the visitors, their final album on the first episode of 2024. You're sending us a message that this is the final. The best show is in the visitor section of uh if we're tr- tracking it as a as a one-to-one uh, com- comparative. Are we in the visitors era now of the best show? I'm gonna say this to you. No. Right now, I'm walking on that freaking stage with the dude dressed like Napoleon. That's where we're at with the best show. We're all the way at the beginning. 74. Eurovision 74 is where we're at. Two zero one nine eight nine zero zero one two is the number. If you want to be a part of the action, happy new year. I wasn't here last week. I was sick in bed with COVID round two. That's right. Hey, ho, the, 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 what is it? Is it a virus? What is it? What is it? Is it a virus? It is indeed. The virus so nice, I caught it twice. Yeah, and it wasn't fun the second time around. Wasn't as hard as the first time around. First time, yikes, that was rough. That was two weeks of illness. This time, a few days. I got back up, did my thing. I'm a little tired. Am I? Yeah, my energy ain't back. But you know what? The old brain pan's going 100 miles an hour. The old brain pan is better than ever. Are we done? Can I go home now? No. Everybody, don't get COVID. If you go to one of these bakeries and they have the muffins that have COVID on them and the ones that don't, don't get the ones with COVID, even though they're a little cheaper. Splurge, get the COVID-free muffin. It's fun, though, when you get to that point with it because you're just like, oh, I'm sick, and I'm just going to watch TV. And then you're like, I can't concentrate on TV. Because my head hurts. So you end up watching four days of YouTube videos about Bert Kreischer and Tom Segura. You watch every version of every Tom Segura is losing his fans. Why Bert Kreischer's movie bombed. Well, I can tell you why it bombed. I watched 20 minutes of it on uh, Netflix. Boof. The Machine. My review of that movie, The Machine, this machine kills comedy. 
Thank you, everybody. Thank you. This machine kills comedy. Yeah, did I have it in me to watch Zone of Interest? No. Did I have it in me to watch Ferrari? No. I couldn't concentrate. So I'm watching videos about Burt Kreischer. God help me. God help us all. Tonight on the show, what we're going to do. Remember the old late great Art Bell? Remember Art Bell? (laughs) Talking about Mel's Hole tonight. He, He was a guy who did a radio show. Art Bell Coast to Coast. It was on on overnights. And he would talk about supernatural stuff, paranormal stuff, some light conspiracy talk, but this was like when conspiracy stuff was would be filed under the entertainment uh category of things. Like, boy, isn't it fun to speculate about things rather than hey, I think the president just implied that this conspiracy is real like it was before that art bill used to do that in the beginning of the year what he would do would be he'd have a show where everybody would call up with their predictions for the new year but what we're gonna do is literally what art bell did but We're going to keep track of all of them, and then we'll give uh, 12 months from now, you might get a prize if you guess something that's correct. That's what we're going to do. 12 months from now, I won't do it. I will no longer be with us. I will have shuffled off this mortal coil. I'll be watching from heaven, though, cheering you guys on. (coughs) Cheering you on. So the number is 201-989-0012. If you want to get in on the action. In the chat over at twitch.tv slash best show for life. Fargo uh, Kelly says, Tom, you're not going to heaven. Thank you. I'm going to heaven. I was good. I'll tell you one thing. If I don't get to heaven, the complaint window, look out. You don't want to be working that complaint window because I'm going right to the complaint window and I'm going to ring the bell. I ain't going to hesitate. I go to this dry cleaner every once in a while and they have a bell, and then you ring the bell, and then they can't hear it. You hit it again. So then you have to go through the motion of trying to make sounds as if you're re-entering the dry cleaner. And I can see the woman behind a desk in the back watching television. So now I have to go in and... Like, shuffle around noisily 
Let me put my suit here on the counter. Then I ring the bell again. Ding. I think I'd freaking Hector Salamanca up in this piece, the way I'm ringing that bell. Hector Salamanca. Anyone? No? No Hector Salamanca heads in the audience tonight? Mike? Yes, sir. Sir, I like that. Any Hector Salamanca fans in the audience tonight? I don't know that name. R.I.P. R.I.P. Pat gets it. Pat gets it. Mike, you remember a show called... a guy called, named Hector? A show called Breaking Bad. Oh, okay. Ding, ding. Oh, well, ding, okay. Ding, 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 ding. Okay, I didn't bring Pat on yet. I didn't bring Jason on. You both are strike one for each of you for 2024. <laughs> it's like new best show rules for 2024. How many strikes? We're doing straight up uh, that strike two now because you didn't. <laughs> Let me finish my thing. Straight up vampire. Straight up uh, Lost Boys rules. You have to be invited in. Like a vampire. You got to invite a vampire in. But you know what? In the spirit of New Year's, we're striking those two. We're striking them. You're back at zero. Now, we have Mike. Hector Salamanca was the guy who rang the bell on uh, on, um, Breaking Bad. Boy, he loved that bell. He loved his bell. Did he have the iguana? Did he have an iguana? Or a lizard? That's him. <laughs> you know what he's ringing the bell there for? He was saying, uh, does this woman at this dry cleaner know I'm here, finally? So I got to like a rah, 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 rah. try to make sounds to get the attention. Because what am I supposed to shake the counter? It might say it might say gentleman on the door to where the turlet is, but I'm a gentleman. I don't shake no counters. Jason's here, Mike's here, Pat's here. Sounds like other four horses. Well when the good Lord made his mind up, he said this Mike needs more men. Four men. That was it. Here come the horsemen for horsemen. Oh, yeah, yeah the, the four horsemen. The four horsemen. Yeah, we're back. How we doing, horsemen? Happy 2024. Happy 2024 to you. It's great. It's good to be back. Tom, I want to start the show off with something positive. What's that? And I'm, I know I'm going to get roasted by it, uh, by the dummies on Reddit uh, for saying this because they say I uh, kiss up to you way too much. Mike's the one that posts that on Reddit. Yeah. Uh, but that's yeah, a very, I, I would never. That's a but very sna- snazzy shirt. That is a very nice shirt. Thank uh-huh. you so much. Thank you. There you go. I found it in the street. 
That's what makes it better. On the way here. And it fit. <laughs> so I figured I'd wear it on the air. No, look, Jason, if you want to say nice things about me, first of all, there ain't no shortage of nice things you can say about me. You don't worry about these Reddit people. Oh, I don't. 2024 is a year. I don't, I don't care about them at all. Well, that's not true. We know that. I don't care. We can't, Jason. They're in you. <laughs> They're in you. It's like that movie Bug. Remember uh, Bug, Mike? Bug? Remember Bug? I remember Frogs. Frogs? <laughs> no. This is what, Jason, I think this is an excellent approach. Yeah, if you can do I it, I will support it mm-hmm. wholeheartedly. Because look, do I go on Reddit for the best show? Never. Never, <laughs> ever. I will never search my name on Reddit. But do no. I go to other subreddits and check it out? Of course I do. Oh, do I, I, read, I, I read UFOs and aliens all day long. These are the subreddits I go to. I go to the Golden State Warriors subreddit. Watching those fans in free fall as their team is terrible <laughs> this year is a pure, it's purely glorious watching these nitwits who jumped on board the team when they started to win when they started winning championships now in panic because they don't know how sports work is that your teams if you're lucky your team's great for a little bit then they become less great maybe terrible that's how sports go these people are so new to it they can't handle it so they assume naturally there's some sort of conspiracy. Well, it's obvious the refs have conspired against the Golden State Warriors and our team, the league and the refs. Yeah, they really, trust me, if the league wanted to stop the Golden State Warriors, they wouldn't have won four titles. They would have intervened. Your own Draymond Green has interceded to limit the amount of championships the Golden State Warriors have won more than anybody else. More than anybody else. And I know, I see Mike once in a while on Twitter be like, yeah, the football's fixed. They're doing this, they're doing that. That's what Mike does. Mike, you see, you think the football, you think they goose it a little bit, don't you? Mike? Pat. Yeah. Do we have Pat? Yes, yes, sir. Do we have Jason? Yeah, well, yeah, I'm here. Do we have Mike? I had to take a call. Of course. Now Mike is working. Mike, you think there's a little bit of shenanigans with football, right? You think you think the refs tilt it this way, tilt it that way a little bit. Well, now that there's uh gambling legal gambling money up to Wazoo, mm-hmm. uh it, it opens itself up to uh suspicious activity. What is the wazoo cap, Mike? How much is the wazoo? <laughs> it's legal, legalized gambling. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So much money. The NFL is making all this other money mm-hmm. besides the gambling. Mm-hmm. It's just uh, wherever there's money, there's shenanigans. But but why would the NFL actually care? <laughs> because they want people to gamble. and. Yeah, but they're going to uh, gamble they... anyway. Gambling, whatever happens, happens. Yeah. People like well, gambling. I, 
I was I wasn't picking every game every week. I was mm-hmm. I was concentrating on the New York teams because there's still a lot of illegal gambling mm-hmm. in that area. Yeah. And, you know, so you like throwing down on a back room bet every once in a while. <laughs> yeah. Right? Like the ones that are like it. Not, I'm not like I I would go to like bars with friends and there'd be the chart on the wall and everybody's putting ten dollars down. And I had no idea. I could have won that thing and they would have just t- told me, hey, you didn't win. I couldn't figure that thing out. Uh-huh. It was like this arcane chart with all of these little boxes on it. There were there was gambling pools in every every bar in Bayonne. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Those but the then good there were days. you know real people who were you know dealing with bookies too. Mm-hmm. I saw that activity. Now this we is- have a 2024 prediction in the chat uh, from Wes uh, from the chat. 2024 prediction: Mike runs afoul of a bookie, gets roughed up. <laughs> no, you- I think that I think. A more uh, likely prediction would be me starting to be a uh, that's this, please this you <laughs> this this area is really ripe for pickings because yeah. now I'm in this other area. Nobody's running pools at my local place. This is I'm what's, like what yeah. what's going on? I see. This oh is my, my prediction for 2024, and also you get one prediction each. I can't. I don't want to look in wasted sixty predictions. You get one. Yeah. So make it count. Mm-hmm. I think Mike is heading toward Heisenberg territory <laughs> in New Jersey. Uh-huh. He's going to be like, you're going to go in. You can be like, hey, did uh, you know what's a good name for your betting persona or your your bookie persona, Mike? My bookie persona. Lou. What do you want to be called, Lou? Right. You don't even want me to incorporate Mike into it? No, because you are Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you don't want them to know how to find you. Yeah. yeah. You need to create this other character. Well, maybe I'll I'll, I'll do a tribute to a uh, one of my favorite uh, bar uh, pool guys up in Bayonne. His name was Moose. <laughs> That's There you go. <laughs> oh, God. Mike's- it was not his real name, believe it or no. not. Moose was not his really? Christian name. <laughs> Christian name. What a I didn't know what I a didn't rat. know his real name until <laughs> like after years. I think it was Gary. <laughs> well, your name is Moose. You're gonna this is what you're gonna do. You're gonna go in the bar. Yeah, I just won uh, seven hundred bucks, I bet, uh on the uh Eagles game with Moose. And you just start talking up Moose great bookie good uh like good like kind of like 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 the the uh, the i don't uh, skip town when the game's exactly over. You you're fair you're fair moose is i the, pay up yeah quickly that you was just, what was great about moose well that's what you're going to talk about <laughs> moose pays moose just took a bath on this one game and he paid he paid everybody I, you talk I, about I didn't moose. even I've I've never hit a pool in my life before, but mm-hmm. I hit his three hundred dollar mm-hmm. uh Super Bowl pool for a half, seven hundred bucks. So I won four hundred bucks. He paid up before the game was over. That's it. And then you go, well, That's moose, moose man. Then you go, Yeah, I'll be right. I I got a phone call or whatever he does. <laughs> then five minutes later, 
this is what you run out to the parking lot, you pop your trunk, leather jacket, like a like one of those like dusters, like a leather duster, right? Yeah. Sunglasses. You you think you're auditioning for a community theater production of The Matrix? The way what you're color dressing. is the duster? It's got to be brown. Brown. Right? It's a brown yeah. duster. Yeah. A brown duster wrap around Oakleys. <laughs> Put a little gel in your hair, right? <laughs> oh, gel, yeah, definitely. Yeah. A, a toothpick. Uh-huh. Then, then you got to come in and go like, you just got to do a different voice. Moose is here. Did somebody call for Moose? Yeah. <laughs> so you're going to need some seed money, though, to do this. Yeah. Patreon. Well, what do you no? What is, yeah, great. We'll let Mike get the Patreon money. Hey, you're the one that said he needs seed money. But Tom. I'm not saying he's going to get it there. No, like, what I'll, you, I'll start what? another. What's the scheme where you, you try and get people to donate money for a cause? And there've been you know people scammers. What's it? What are you talking about? Like GoFundMe or GoFundMe? Like that? Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll start a GoFundMe scam. Mm-hmm. Moose got hit by a car. By a legal gambling scam. Yeah, the Moose Fund. <laughs> Michael said Michael put up a GoFundMe. Hey everybody, my friend Moose fell off a ladder. He was he was trying to fix the roof of this uh senior center and he fell off the roof. And Moose his medical bills are gonna cost like thirty five thousand yeah. dollars. He's a great guy. And you're not even looking for thirty five grand. You're looking for four grand. That's all yeah. you're looking for. Cover my bar expense. <laughs> yeah and then now moose has a little a little seed money to take your bets and to potentially pay them off mike i think yeah. your 2024 is looking pretty bright can we do this as a, a uh-huh. podcast the over under with moose <laughs> mike it's your call i like that title it's your call mike you think about it you if moose i think moose <laughs> is the way to go pat what do you think about this moose thing I think he needs um like a co-host named the bear or something like moose and the bear mm-hmm. well or a driver named the bear i need muscle well need, pat I, do you want to be the muscle? muscle do you want to be the muscle pat <laughs> i'll be the muscle <laughs> you drive you drive mike around right you drive him around right and then you go into the bar and you you got to talk like this now, right? You talk you talk like a, hey, 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 Moose is coming in, guys. Uh, no funny business, all right? Hey, for Moose. Everybody, Moose is going to come in. Uh, be cool. Okay, be one cool. of those old-timey blackjacks. Yeah, old-timey blackjack. Moose will be here in five minutes. Straighten up, everybody. <laughs> Yeah, the moose <laughs> countdown. Uh-huh. Yeah. Then suddenly, moose enters the bar. Moose, you're here. Let me dust your stool off, moose. <laughs> it could be like Paul Bear, you know, when the Undertaker, before the Undertaker showed up. Be Paul, like Paul Bear. Like P A U L was his first name? Yeah. It was, a, it, was a, it was a pun. It was a, yeah, it was a WWF <laughs> pun. Mm hmm. But he would show up and he'd be like, you know, he'd be like, The Undertaker. I love when wrestlers get into clever wordplay. Right? A, a, a jaunty little pun here and again from a wrestler. 
they're comedians. They're performers. They are. They're they really are our comedians. They're our Laurel and Hardy, yeah. our Marx Brothers. <laughs> our, where is uh, that Cliff Nesteroff book? Where's the Cliff Nesteroff book about wrestling comedy? Pat, yeah. I think you just came up with a book idea for yourself. It's called The Real The Comedians. It's called, yeah. Laughing in the Square Circle. So, Pat, Mike, you got your thing figured out. Moose, you're going to, you're in good shape. Yeah. For I've, got, I've got a good logo for the uh, over and under uh, GoFundMe. You already you're have, have a logo moon on the left. For- yeah, a moon, a moon on on the left by the word over. That's over the moon. Mm-hmm. If you mm-hmm. if you win, if you win the bet, and uh, on the right you have a, a tombstone, mm-hmm. you know, with a little mound of dirt. Yeah, because you're, for, you're under. You for under. So for just, under. Yeah, yeah. You know, a not so subtle hint if you don't uh, if you don't pay up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna I, go ahead. There's I, one. There's one I'm, prediction I'm, I'm seeing now. 2024 <laughs> prediction from Mandy Devochka. Mandy, you ain't winning on this one. There will be another 24-hour best show. There will never be another 24-hour best show. I promise you, I physically cannot do it. I knew it. hours. I knew it before the 24-hour show. I knew it during the 24-hour show. I knew it after the 24-hour show. This is the last time we do this. Let's be fair. You you keep saying twenty four hour show. You you technically did north of twenty five, didn't you? Uh, Pat, you're you're right. I did. Thank you. I appreciate you pointing that out. You did like a twenty five point five. Yeah, but I ain't never doing nothing. Like, will we do a big best show event? Yeah, we're gonna. We got a we got big show best events planned for twenty twenty four. So you're good with that. Twenty four hour? No. 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 Now, Pat, 2024, you got any predictions, any goals? What do you got? What do you got for 2024? Travel more and Mm. do more comedy stuff and um, writing stuff Mm -hmm. and coming out to see the best show and do more stuff with you guys. Nice. like that. And, yeah. A couple, a couple top secret things. Ooh, top secret. Wow. I like that. That's intriguing. Mm. But um, as far as we're doing like pop culture and, you know, Nostradamus level type stuff. Yeah, I'd also. rather not do like political stuff. Of course. Same. It's just not fun. It's the best show. There goes my list. <laughs> there goes yeah, there it goes. <laughs> like I don't know what right. to tell you. Right. <laughs> You've you're pretty. You should maybe check the best Tucker. show out at some point. Realize we don't. <laughs> it's not exactly a political uh, hotbed yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. Pat, that sounds like a very promising 2024. Jason, how about you? What do you uh, What do you think of Pat's list? No, I'm kidding. What oh, do you I have? Oh, what do you have planned? <laughs> what, I think it's a great list for Pat. <laughs> Well no. done, Pat. I agree. Um, uh, what do you have? What's on the docket for a Jason Dudio Gore for twenty? You know what, Tom? I'm just going for the gold in twenty four. Um, what about this? Perform- Gore twenty four. Gore twenty four. Yeah, I'm not running for president, but uh, I am going to, uh, you know, do a lot more comedy. 
do a lot more stuff. You're mm-hmm. going to see a lot more videos. You're going to see a lot more content. Okay. And um, I'm going to do uh, one last Chasing Gore's Midlife Crisis. One last one. In L.A. Okay. So there will be details on that down the road. But yes. one, fi- one final crisis. Yes. And it will not be an infinite earth. No. On this it will crisis. not. It will not. No, this is. A, so that's exciting. That's yeah. great. That's a, that's and I'm excited goal. to be here on the best show, and mm-hmm. we're we're recording more Meet My Friends this week, and we, are. Uh, we, we got are. stuff on the way. Yeah, stuff's happening, guys. Speaking of which, we got Patreon. It's patreon.com slash the best show. That's how you support the best show. You get ad-free episodes. You get the uh, audio, the video up there. Bonus shows like crazy. Meet my friends of friends that Jason just mentioned coming back. Rubenesque, the uh, Rick Rubin uh, catalog recap show coming up. Uh, another, we'll do another one of those soon. Make Mike Marvel happening every other week, I believe. Ask Tom, a new one of those just went up last week. Um, I was very sick when I recorded that, also. So, excuse me. And now. The crown jewel in the best show Patreon right in January, I feel, is a show called The John Gentle Show. We've got a little trailer for you here, The John Gentle Show. It is 7 a.m. here in Passaic, New Jersey. You're listening to WCCP, The Sound of the City College. Of Psaic. I'm John Gentle, filling in for Irving Bernard Rosen forever. He was a good man, but so am I. We we have a student, pre- uh, well, I don't want to say producer because he's just a kid, but you know, um, she's my ex stepdaughter. Here I am. Now you are a woman. Yeah. It feels good coming out of my lips. Do you have any videos of your wife? Uh, yeah, I have some. Like personal, like you know, yeah. personal. Maybe something like from like a vacation or something. Then I might see the name Kathy on your a name tag, and then I'll say, "Oh, Kathy, how nice." What, what do, do you call, call the, the other, other one? one? <laughs> You're talking about my chest. John, you were removed from the faculty. I can't hug anybody anymore. I'm concerned for the well-being of the students. What happened to Irwin? You're going to have to move or I'll move you. I'm supposed to be here. There's been a miscommunication. Clearly there's been a miscommunication. I got a student in there. Don't hurt me. Don't hurt me. <laughs> Mike. Yeah. I hear you laughing. I enjoyed it very much. Is any... Look, I'm not supposed to, I know if don't know if people know who plays John Gentle. I don't know if I'm at liberty to say that, but uh I couldn't be more happy to have the John Gentle show as a Patreon exclusive. It is so incredibly funny and so it's just it's just really impressive. So hats off to uh Brett Davis and everybody who worked on that. Truly impressive, John Gentle. Um, so I says to myself, twenty twenty four what do we got coming up? We got all sorts of stuff coming up, right? We got all sorts of stuff coming up. We got 
some new bonus stuff coming up later. There's going to be a show that me and uh, and Julia Vickerman are going to do, which I'm very excited about. We're going to do that uh, over the next month or so. We got more things. You stay locked in on that Patreon. You will not regret it. We take care of you because you take care of us. Can we put the air on in here for just a minute, please? Sure thing. Just a minute. Okay, we saw some new predictions going up on the screen. Let's see what we got. Um, Mike visits L.A. again. Okay. Might be into that. It's James predicting that. That'd be nice. Yeah, it would be nice. Uh, Tom gets a piercing on air again. Uh, Don't uh, count on that. Winter of our discotheque predicting. Tom will interview either Paul Thomas Anderson or Lana Del Rey. Oh, my God. Could you imagine how great that is? Now, this is a a thing I am very concerned about. Lana Del Rey just announced she's headlining Coachella in, was that April? Boy, oh, boy, oh, boy, what do I do? What do I do? Right? What do I do? Do I go to Coachella? I think you're going to have to. I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know if I can handle it. I went once and it wasn't fun. And it's only grown 10 times as big since then. I got to stand in a freaking field, watch Lana Del Rey from a mile and a half away. I don't know. I need help with that then. Somebody's got to get me into some sort of bonus thing where I stand on a uh, thing near the stage. I I can't stand in a, a football field away. Can't happen. Are you going to Mondegreen? To what? <laughs> Am I going to what? The Fish Festival. The Fish Festival. What is that? First one in five, no, nine years. Mike, can I just say... Since the beginning of this year, one of the greatest things I've watched on X, formerly Twitter, Mm -hmm. is Mike fall down this fish game henge hole, (laughs) which as a former fish fan, it has been unbelievable to watch. Because for people who don't know, game henge, it's one of the rare, that's like the big rare thing that they would do. Is this like like their quadrophenia. Yeah, it's like their rock opera game Uh henge. Yeah. Look, is it? Is it a good sign that a band has a rock opera that they won't release for everybody to hear? <laughs> and they only do it in 30 years. <laughs> yeah. And it's the rarest thing ever. And it's um and it's also like it's not mo- it's mostly not there for anybody to listen to or, or it's not a great sign. It doesn't exactly scream major uh composition when you when you only do it uh every 10 years so how often do they do game henge mike no, they, rarely they, rarely it, no it's it. been like 30 years yeah 30 years they, they a, did it at madison square garden and uh some people put it up on uh youtube which, which mm-hmm. is where i watched it mm-hmm Mike, you're going to love this, though. I when when I was in college, I drove around a truck just covered in fish stickers. And one of those stickers was University of Gamehenge <laughs> on the back of my truck. 
uh, were you in tears when you when you saw that they performed it? I mean, <laughs> I, 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 I saw videos of, of grown men crying. <laughs> they were they were crying that they were there to see a game hinge. I will say I didn't cry, but I did feel a little nostalgia. And I was it? like, okay, that's cool. And I yeah, watched look, like a few clips and I was like, hinge. I can't do it. Can't well, do it. Look, I'll just say this. Fish are playing that dumb dome, uh, the sphere in Las Vegas. I already said, I told Scott Rogowski, I'll go. I'll go. You find a way to get me in, I'll go. I'll go. And I'll probably end up going singing catching freaking game henge. That's what I'm saying. I, I know. I wanted you, I'm scared. I wanted to see Game Hands just as a warning of what you may be stepping into. But this is what I want to do. Mike, thank you for looking out for me. <laughs> but this is what I want to do. If Game Hands, this is what I'll do. If they start playing Game Hands, I'm walking out. <laughs> and they'll well, be you can somebody, walk out for an hour and a half and go back. But there'll be somebody walk crying. out behind a bunch of... Th- frogs or something people are gonna be crying <laughs> they're doing game hinge get out of my way i'm leaving <laughs> tavy predicting 2024 is the year tom admits he's a huge muppet fan and that his favorite muppet is scooter yeah i think you might win the prize uh tavy <laughs> this one's much more likely jansen prediction tom gets covid at the fish show <laughs> that sounds like a and they play game henge and they played game henge and i got <laughs> and i get covid while they play whammy. game henge <laughs> game henge oh my god i like everything about fish but the music i like that they have this special rock opera that they only do every once in a like in a lifetime but the thing is it probably sucks Right, but it's it's got these sort of fantasy elements, you know. It it seems like it's a Lord of the Rings type thing. Is it, I I thought you were against that type of stuff. Mike, I'm, I'm against all that stuff. <laughs> I think I'm for it. Game I didn't know they hinge. had that element. Yeah, I Little, didn't know that was part yeah. of Fish's thing. I'm gonna ride the dragon out to Game Hinge because we're gonna win the big battle. Out in Game Henge. I am a leprechaun and I'm here to tell you about Game Henge. I have an amulet and it protects me from Game Henge. <laughs> You're not far off. <laughs> I'm not far off. <laughs> You you gotta watch this video. You gotta see the video, yeah. Tom. With this sword, I do declare the game hinge. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everybody. Enough horsemen. Stand down and stand by. Uh, let's see what's going on on the phones. Game hinge. Hello, best show. <laughs> Hello, Mr. Sharpling. This is Mike from Minneapolis. Wait, is this really the first call of 2024? This is not a good portent of what's oh, to dear come. Lord. Not a good portent of what's to come. <laughs> Let me have a oh, damn man. sandwich of Dr. Pepper. Make it fast. I'm in a goddamn hurry. Um, what was that? Was that you playing a clip there, Mike from Manhattan? Mike from Manhattan. 
Oh, how's that for hijinks? That's my favorite part. <laughs> Mike uh, from no, Minneapolis. From Smokey and the Bandit. <clears throat> yeah. Now, Happy New Year, Mike from Minneapolis. That's correct. Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Happy. Well, you're not supposed to say Happy New Year after January 7th, according to Larry David. Yeah, well, I am I Larry you. David? <laughs> not laughing. It's not funny. Um, I'm not Larry David. Who cares? Well, Larry David said you can't say it after. Okay. He'll also do 45 minutes talking about towels. <laughs> on his private jet. Are you excited about the last jet. season? What, 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 the 17th season of that show? Oh, no. Mm-hmm. Oh, no. They didn't get to do all the storylines. <laughs> right? What am I supposed to moan? They, they didn't do one where he gets a thing and it has a single wrap Twinkie and not rather than a two pack of Twinkie. You know, what? At some point you got to stop moaning about life. And that's coming from me saying that. When I tell you you got to stop moaning about life, boy, oh boy, you got to stop moaning about life. So what what's going on with you, son? <laughs> I like the pause and then the sun. That was pretty good. I enjoyed that quite a bit. Um, I got Stop a couple laughing. of predictions for 2024. Oh my God! Again with the with the with the Jerry Seinfeld on the Letterman. <laughs> um, okay, so we you know how we've all been to the party where where uh, somebody uh, you you casually mention something like like for example Lana Del Rey. Or, or for example, one of your favorite bands, uh, Velvet Underground, and somebody will just run into the room, run to the room and go, oh, oh uh, uh, you know, Andy Warhol, Exploding Plastic, Inevitable, actually recorded in September 1968, just throwing stuff at you, uh, uh, regardless of whether you wanted it or, wanted it or not. That's, uh, that's, uh, that pertains to my prediction for 2024. Okay. I predict that because, yeah, because... A uh, fuse was lit in 2023, and that fuse is named uh, "God Love Him." I love the man. I, I, I love every experience, but uh, not the Alpha Man, not the Beta Man, but the Z Man. You lit the fuse in 2023, and that, and it is not over. He there, there will, there's explosions yet to come from that from that young man. That's all I've got to say. Wait. So what you're saying is, if I'm hearing you correctly. Yes. Z Man, who's a caller, longtime caller to the show, Zach Z Man, you're saying what? What's happening to him? I'm saying an, another explosion. There's going to be the trial of the Z Man too. It's going something something analogous to that is going to happen in, in this year. You've lit the fuse, and it is not uh, the fire has yet to be burnt out. Oh please, God no. <laughs> I don't think you have the guts to say that to him, though, Mike. Ooh, is he on the phone? I, I, I said I like him. I didn't. I, I'm not throwing. Oh, listen to this. I said I like him. He like man. More backtrack. Funny. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It is the man himself. It's Listen to this. It's an honor, Mr. Listen Wallander. to it's this honor. phony. Listen to this. No, oh, it's, it's an honor, sir. An honor, sir, an honor to speak to you. 
I can tell Order. you right now. I can tell you right now. Both of you are on thin ice. <laughs> both of you. You're both on thin ice. I'll ban. I'll ban both of your asses for 2024. What did I do now? The A word. You're just the A word. He's got us. He's got us. He's got us in, a, in a, that tight little noose, and he's and, he, and he's pulling the rope. What? <laughs> you are. <laughs> I'm not. I, I don't think I can take weeks off with you anymore. I don't think you can handle the the downtime. You get you you get weird with the downtime. Stop laughing. Not funny. Um. So anyway, sorry, Jerry. You're look. Okay, I'm not even going to hash this out anymore. Thank you, Mike. God bless you in 2024 and beyond. God bless you, Tom Sharpling. Okay. Goodbye. Who's on the line now? Z-Man, what's up? What? Happy New Year. How to you? Hey, Tom, Happy, Happy New, New Year to you. Happy New Year to you. What's going on, my friend? Uh, not too much. Um, you know, starting the year, trying to look forward, um, not backward. Good. And um, I... I was thinking of something, and then you know, Mike told me the topic while I was uh, calling in. I was trying to come up with a prediction, and I was kind of able to work it into what I wanted to call about. Um, but you said Nate, my Marvel is is every other week. Yeah, so I believe so. Okay, because I was trying to calculate, and I was thinking if it was weekly. My prediction was that it's going to catch up to the MCU within this year. Yeah. I was looking at what they have ahead of them, and there's only one movie after the strikes. There's only one movie coming out this year, and if they did it every week, it would be like 31 um, more, including the five prior Spider-Man uh, films. I don't know if they want to dig deep on the Fox X-Men stuff before Deadpool, but that's uh, to their discretion. But anyways, because of that thought, and because of in the trial, the whole stuff was taking initiative. I have a proposition for you. Okay. If you're willing to hear it. I'm willing. Yeah, let's hear it. Let's hear it. Okay. So if if that if there is a void mm-hmm. in the Patreon schedule that needs to be filled, I have three words for you. Make Mike Muppet. Absolutely not. Absolutely <laughs> not. Okay, okay, I'm open. I can't to do it. No, we it's a, it's a, it's, make look, it. look, this is what I'm going to say to you. We can make. Do I, com- I commend the initiative? I commend it. I commend the initiative. Mike don't want to talk about Muppets. Okay, well, I have a backup plan. Okay, go ahead. Make. We could easily make it make Tom Muppet. Well, that's definitely not happening. The mic thing will happen in a heartbeat before I watch some Muppet thing. Well, I w- I'm, I'm surprised because I'm pretty sure I saw you in the Twitter space for the after party of the Muppet Twitter Awards, which very much confused me. Oh, yeah. No, I'll explain this. I was on X. First of all, it's called X. Show some respect. Oh, oh sure. Sorry. It's not called Twitter anymore. Mr. Musk changed the name to X. I was on, and then suddenly I'm floating around X, and then I get a message. Zach has joined the Muppet 
brigade party thing. So I'm like, I'll click on that. I'll see what it is. And it's like 30 Muppet fans. And they're just talking about, about awards and this thing. I had no idea what they were talking about. But it was fascinating to hear people be so enthusiastic talking about it. And it was very, it was heartwarming. So I was like, I'm not bothering these people. I'm not going to bum them out. I'm not going to make it about me. Did I contemplate talking? Yeah, I did. I did. But I decided not to. I was going to go, Muppets! Muppets! But I didn't. Because it meant a lot to, the, to this community. And I was not going to ruin that. But it was ex- it's exciting to hear okay. people be enthusiastic Good about something. There's a beauty to that, Zach. Sure. Yes. And I'm going to say this. I'm going to say this. I was listening to these Muppet fans talk. This Zach Wallen or Z-Man gets on the thing. He starts talking. Compared to these Muppet things, suddenly he's JFK all of a sudden talking like, I want to tell you all about Mu-, like <laughs> the The projection, the confidence. When you're around Muppet people, you're you're like uh, you're 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 like uh, freaking Jack Nicholson all of a sudden, coolest dude in the room. <laughs> I'll appreciate it. I just want to say the this was a great thing, and we all had a good time putting this festival together, and it's great. And it meant thank you so much, sir. Thank you, Zach. Thank you. Yeah, look, I ain't doing now. <laughs> this is what I'm gonna say, Zach. Ain't doing no Muppet thing. Ain't doing no Marvel thing. I'm, in fact, I'm tonight. Tonight, I'm announcing the cancellation of Make Mike Marvel. This is it's the first casualty of the 2024 programming on the best show. It has been canceled. At least Brett has a backup. Sorry to announce it's been canceled. Um, and all the episodes will be deleted, and there'll be no trace of them. And if you play them, you will be sued. Um. What do you? What's a prediction for you for twenty twenty four, Zach? Um, I mean that was what I came in with. Um, hmm, I don't know. Um, just hoping things get better. <laughs> You're hoping <laughs> things will get better. That is just in general. I have a feeling you're not going to win the prize at the end of the year. Yeah. Yeah, but they will get better for you because you're a Trump guy, and this is a good time for you. So oh, you know, Come I on. saw, and I'm not. I know you probably, Zach and his Penny, his lovely daughter. They've created a MAGA Muppet, and they're going. Come on, leave her out. Of this. <laughs> leave her out. <laughs> right. You should well. Why don't you? You should have a thing. It'd be like uh, "Cats in the Cradle." You know that song, "Cats in the Cradle." Yes, but it's about you and your daughter. You didn't have time. She wants to make a Muppet with you and a, a, a MAGA themed Muppet, and you're too busy. And then, uh... <laughs> <laughs> no, don't do any of this. I'm making that up. Okay, he's not a MAGA guy. No. He's so much further right than that. The MAGA people, oh. Zach and his family consider the MAGA people to be commies. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, I'm joking. Hello. 
Hello. Oh my God. It's Penny. How are you, Penny? Good. Happy New Year. Happy 2024. Happy 2024 to you. What what's exciting? How was the ho- how were the holidays for you, Penny? Good. I was watching a lot of Battle for Dream Island. You're watching a lot of what now? Battle for Dream Island. Battle for Jane Island? Yes. Dream. What? I don't know. Whatever happened to Mr. Red, huh? Why can't the kids just watch Mr. Red? Right? They're watching Battle for Jane Island. You can't just watch Mr. Red? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I don't know why they don't. I don't either. Who's Who's your favorite Muppet, Penny? dog ralph which is funny that's what i do when i watch the muppets (laughs) so i ralph in in a muppet i take a muppet turn it upside down now muppets are fun everybody loves them they can't get enough of the muppets it's really a fresh exciting thing for 2024 to watch these puppets from 90 years ago. Uh, still try to put on a variety also, show, which though they don't even exist anymore. They're also making a new Ninja Turtle show called Teenage Tales of Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles Mutant Mayhem. And I'm currently wearing Raphael pajamas. Well, that, that sounds movie. very cool. Raphael pajamas. Yes. That was and actually the like name Raphael. that uh, Michael Painter. Vick put on a Raphael pajamas. Anybody get that one? No? Hello? Penny, thank you for the call. Z-Man, You're thank you for the call. Happy New Year to both of you. I wish nothing but the best for your family. You too. Thanks. Bye. Have a great day. Bye. There we go. There they go. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Shipping can make or break a sale. So optimize how you ship your orders with ShipStation. They make it easy to automate and manage orders no matter how big your business grows. And they might even be able to help reduce shipping and warehouse costs. So optimize and keep up your momentum for growth with ShipStation. Sign up for your free 60-day trial now at ShipStation.com and use the code P-O-D. That's ShipStation.com with the code P-O-D. Now, I'm being told... We have a guest. I just want to say something about the guests on the show. It ain't good. 
usually we get these guests. I had one guy on the show. This was his claim to fame. He broke into Brett Spiner's car and stole his CD sleeve. And he had the Broadway album from Barbra Streisand on it and Seasons in Hell with Slayer. Weird choice of music Brent Spiner's into. I'm not here to judge it. But it's 2024 now. We're leaving those guests behind. We've got a higher caliber of guests for 2024. We got the good stuff for 2024. And I'm going to say this. We're going to start off big. We're probably not topping this guest for the rest of the year. We might as well just jump right to 2025. I'm watching our guest shake his head, (laughs) feeling like it's some sort of Ponzi scheme that he's stepping into (laughs) to get ripped off somehow. No, it's very exciting. We have Danny Tamborelli is on the show today. Danny, how are you? I'm doing well. How are you? Good. Happy New Year to you. A caller yelled at me for saying, well, Larry David said you can't wish Happy New Year after January 7th. Do I look like Larry David? Larry David also told us to buy crypto from a guy that stole a bunch of Dan- Danny, so, thank you so much. What can we much. do about that? Danny, Larry David said, well, go heavy on crypto. Go with crypto. Yeah. Why don't you go to him and say, uh, hey, Larry. Anytime Lara. after January 10th, you yeah. can't say Happy New Year. Yeah. No, you can say it as, as long as you want. I, I, I say until at least Easter. Yeah. And if I saw Larry David, I would say to him, hey, Larry, guess what? I did the thing you told me to do, and now I'm pretty, pretty, pretty bankrupt. Pretty, pretty, pretty broke. Yeah. <laughs> I slap him on the head like the Benny Hill, uh, the old man on Benny Hill. That old man. Do you think I mean, they had you... to put like a cream on his head at the end of filming? <laughs> like, because like the hand prints. Oh, God. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, they weren't all in black and white, right? They weren't no, they were. There was they were, full they were range. Colorized. Yeah, full range of yes. stuff. Now I'm a, I'm a ginger, so I I'm very uh, I I see a lot of the pale skin and then the the red blotchiness. Uh, I'm akin <laughs> to I see it all the time. Oh, you gotta gotta fix that. You see, you spot that from a mile away because you have that's true glorious head of red <laughs> amazing hair. vision. Yeah, the 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 gingerness uh, now, it actually enhances your. No, Dan- Danny, people know you from the adventures. Of Pete and Pete. That's correct. That is what I'm most known for. Is the first thing. Is that the first is that the first legit job you had was that show? Uh the first legit job. Yeah, sure. I mean, they were like these teeny, teeny little interstitials in between commercials, in between TV shows on Nickelodeon. Mm-hmm. I was in Ryan's Hope. That was like okay. my first real gig. Mm-hmm. Was that that old school soap opera? Um, okay. And uh did you cry on that? Were you just like, no, can, doctor, can you save him? Were you doing stuff like that? <laughs> no, I think well, I think my dad got blown up in like an IRA <laughs> bomb or something like that. No. I did I did feed somebody their line once and uh as like a seven year old kid, you're like a sponge and you just know everything that's going on, you're rehearsing everything. And the guy like 
you know, botched his line and I fed it to him, uh, which made me confident in doing that. And then I did it again a few years later to George C. Scott and he promptly uh, dropped me. Oh, he was holding me in his arms and he dropped me on the ground and yelled at me. And then I got fired from that job. So George, <laughs> well, look, we're, we cannot, <laughs> let's take our time with this one. What <laughs> okay. were you, what was George C. Scott in that you were in with him? What were you doing I, together? I was doing an off Broadway show uh, in the circle in the square theater. Circle okay. Around uh, in, in New York. Uh, the show was called On Borrowed Time. It was with uh, George C. Scott and Nathan Lane. Okay. And like a week before our previews, you know, we're up there doing our thing and he's holding me some scene where he's like holding me, talking to me or whatever. And he forgot his line and I fed it to him. And he's, he, yeah, it was a bad idea. I, I was nine years old. What, 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 you know, yeah, I thought on. I was just being, hel- I was being helpful. Of course, you're uh, a kid. Right. But he uh, he didn't like that too much. And he squeezed me and then opened his arms and I fell to the, the ground. And he said, you never tell an actor his lines. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you look back it. with was, the wit of the staircase, they always say, is the line that you <laughs> wish you could say in that moment. What would the retort be that you wish you could throw at George C. Scott now? It's just like an actor's supposed to remember their lines. Right, exa- exactly. Something like that. Something something snarky like that. Yeah. I, I would have liked to have been able to jump back, clap back at him and be like, Patton wouldn't have forgotten his lines. There you go. That's Do you exactly forget, it. you know, something yeah. like that. Well, He's dead now, so I mean, I'm... You should have started. Like I've made out. I've made out in this. You should have started slapping him the way Patton slapped that one kid who was <laughs> flipping out. I don't want to go back into combat. I don't want to go back. <laughs> you should have slapped George C. Scott back and forth. Uh, no, he just slapped me with a pink slip. The next week, that was it. My understudy took over. Classy. And that was it. But you know what? I I jumped right onto the Mighty Ducks. So look at that. Yes, exactly. I didn't and see that, George and C. I, Scott and I still on the Mighty right, Ducks. That's right. You you are damn right. You didn't. Yeah. And I said I said that. I, I said Stephen Herrick, you're the director. I know you mm-hmm. could have anybody you want here. Yeah. But George C. Scott, I, I walk. I will walk. Mm-hmm. And uh, he, you know he yeah. he said okay. Picture George C. Scott showing up with one of those giant lollipops and a. Had with a propeller on top, trying to age down a little bit to be one of the mighty ducks. <laughs> I I remember the original six. That was <laughs> yes, <laughs> Scout. I, I remember that when there were only six teams, they played outdoors, and there were no no goalies had helmets. Yeah. It was a sign of strength to not wear a helmet. <laughs> to take a puck if to the you, head, it means you're a man. If if you still had both front teeth, you're not doing it right. That's yeah. <laughs> so, Danny, you grew up in New Jersey. Is that that's correct? What what Danny, part of New yeah, Jersey? Ber- Bergen County, New Jersey. Ooh, fancy. In, in, I grew up in Maywood and Hackensack and Wyckoff. New now, Jersey. for people who don't know New Jersey, that's is, moving on up. This right is there, the Bel Air. This is the oh. Beverly Hills. <laughs> Depends this on is, where you are. Wyckoff, Hackensack. They don't yeah, even let you think you think Hackensack is 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 Bel Air. A guy like I, me I walks into property to share with you. A guy like me walks into Wyckoff. It's like Rambo when he walked in first blood. The cops are following behind <laughs> me, trying to just say, All right, time for you to beat feet, friend. 
Keep it moving. Keep it moving. Keep it exactly. <laughs> they don't like they don't like the looks yeah. of guys like me and Wyckoff. Hey, I was the new kid in fifth grade. I came from Maywood, which is a smaller town right next to to Hackensack. It's, mm. I would say that's a, a, a much more middle class town mm. than Wyckoff. The you know, I, I went to high school in Franklin Lakes, New Jersey. That's where the Real well, Housewives in New Jersey are from. That's fancy. You see, I I so, wonder if we can even count you as being from New Jersey. This is like, oh well. This is that, look, these are the very Tony areas of the state. This is fancy town. You're okay. well. You is, know what? I, I I wasn't going to bring this up, but I I I just I I guess I have to now. <laughs> uh, NorthJersey.com as of a day and a half ago, mm-hmm. because you know I have my Google alerts to my name set, so yeah. I get emails. Uh, eighteen famous people from uh, New Jersey. You got Buzz Aldrin on there. Yeah, you got Danny Tamborelli on there. You yeah, got Bill Parcells on there. Yeah, you got Frank Sinatra's on there. I'm, in, I'm, you know, I'm. I don't. I have no Danny, business being around all those people. You're but NorthJersey.com says you're only I making am. my case. You're only making my case. These are the well, fancy you know who didn't people. Make it? Bucky Dent didn't make it. Guess what? Bucky Dent was from Wyckoff. Bucky you Dent was tell from him Wyckoff. That he's a He's a Bel Air guy. I don't yeah. think so. Now I went. I'm from New Jersey also, and I uh, not the the high the high. My manager lived in in Teaneck, so I used to drive by FDU all the time. It was fancy. It was very fancy. I uh, this is almost like you're technically from Connecticut. Oh, that is. That, you, you, I've, I've I've never felt such deep deep New Jersey feelings as I'm feeling right now, Tom. Thank you. I'm kidding. How, you are from how New Jersey. Dare you? You're from I New still, Jersey. You're from I, New I, Jersey, I, Danny. I only got rid of my New Jersey license last year. I've lived in Brooklyn for mm-hmm. fifteen years at this point uh, because I I realized that my entire tenure when I when I'm when I was on the show, all that it was like sketch comedy show for kids mm-hmm. uh, on Nickelodeon. I turned uh, 17 out there and I didn't get back till May. So I didn't get my license. Cause when you're 17, you get your driver's license. In sure. Jersey. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but my birthday is in February, but I didn't get it until the end of May. So for the longest time, my renewal was never my birthday. It was always the end of May, but for okay. some weird reason, my last one, it was up in February and I got screwed because I was like, "Oh no, I I, can't, I couldn't go back." So I had to actually physically change it to New York ID. So you're really you're 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 picking out a scab that really hurts. <laughs> no, right well, now. well, we're gonna. It's time for healing. It's time for healing. Oh, Dan. please, please. So <laughs> you did the show. What what with the acting bug? Not we're not just gonna stay in the past. But we'll talk a little bit. No, you do whatever you want. No, but I, but I want to just like you. You didn't <laughs> stop. You're not just like uh, you remember yesteryear guy, and it's just like you lived a full life. We're going to talk about stuff you're doing right now. Just want you to know we take Harry on the best show. These other podcasts, all they're going to talk about is Pete and Pete. They act like you got frozen in a block of ice after Pete and Pete ended. Where did I that, did roll where, down a block of ice? I rolled down on a block of ice in South Orange on a big hill for for Pete and yeah. Pete. See now one he's getting my, to the orange. One, one of my big, big memories. Of, yeah. of being a kid on TV. Now where it's did like the, how many other kids got to fly down no, the block of the ice? Look, you're like uh, uh, it feels like uh, uh, fancy, fancy, fancy. It's like the stop it, stop so it. <laughs> you 
Where, how did you decide where where did the acting bug come from? Is it in your family? Is it did it no. just come out of nowhere? It came out it came out of a, a mall in Jersey where I was like a little kid talking to some random stranger who happened to be a manager who gave my mom a card and said, Your three year old is very talkative and could be on TV. Mm-hmm. You should call me because that's what I do. And she sat on it for a while mm-hmm. and when I was six, I don't know, I was like in some grocery store and some lady was like, Can I see you on TV? And I was like, My mom says I can't be on TV, just being a punk ass little kid. Yeah. And that was it. She was like, Oh, well, I'll I'll do it. And I booked the first commercial that I auditioned for and then Amazing. And that was and just, it it just, just it just kind of snowballed from there. They're like, you know, yeah. in the eighties. It was a the, the redheads with the real red hair was a hot commodity. You could be a bully, you could be a creepy person, mm-hmm. or you could be a cute little kid. Yeah. So or all three, you'd be all three. or all three. Yeah, that's true. So you think about this now with a little perspective as an adult, with two children, with two children. So let's say this: Danny Tamborelli's walking through the mall with his two children, and then some guy comes up and goes. Hey, one of your kids is pretty talkative there. How fast would you would you shove him off of yeah, the, yeah. like like shove him down to, to the bottom <laughs> floor of the mall? <laughs> exactly. Hey, your kids got your three year olds a little yeah. talkative there, huh? Here's my business card. <laughs> that manager is back on the escalator again. Yeah, <laughs> just send him right. Could you imagine? Send him down. But it's no, just like great. it would be a good viral video, I would imagine. Yeah, I mean, there's yeah. a version of things that thankfully didn't happen this way. There's a new, there's a version of things where we, where you are just being found by the police after having been kidnapped for forty years mm. by the guy at the mall who raced you in a, in a pit. Yeah, the ball pit. In fact, yeah, he has his own ball pit. He had you. He said to your mother, "He's an he's a manager. I'll take him to the commercial shoot. Okay, don't worry. You don't he's have to gonna, worry about it. You got an, you got two other kids to worry about. Let me take him. I'll take him. <laughs> he's good. He's fine. I got him. I got him. Hey, uh, yeah. You like want to? Uh, you want to play in the ball pit? Well, you maybe, like Cinnabon? Oh! Yeah." <laughs> How about Auntie Anne? You like you like yes. pencils, kid? It's, it's a pit behind the mall <laughs> that he was keeping you in. Yeah, you like uh, we've got some uh, Auntie Anne's left over here. Yeah, and I was fa- I was found by those uh, in, in in quotation those ex- those urban explorers <laughs> that you see on your TikToks and your Instagrams yeah. being like, "This house has been abandoned. This yeah. mall has been abandoned yeah. for four years." Yeah. And then you find me in the basement of it. Yeah, like barbarian. Yeah. Oh well, yeah. It's this is like I, I can see this. this. This can be like what's that Jodie Foster movie where she's in the woods forever? Nell. 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 Yeah. yeah. What she's like. <laughs> this is, this is like a, exactly. This, make, <laughs> um. It becomes a 21st century Nell. Yeah. Me in the in the basement of a mall. Danny Tamborelli is Nell. Oh, camera. <laughs> this, I'm going to say this, as much as I would love to have seen this timeline, sliding doors, I'm glad it didn't happen. 
<laughs> me, for the sake of you too. and your family. Me, I'm glad me too. this me guy too. turned out to be reputable. No. Yeah, yeah, she she did. She yeah. was a uh, Shirley Grant was her name. Mm-hmm. Uh, she also found the Jonas Brothers, who's also from Wyckoff. Oh, you're, I'm proving your point again. God damn it. Yeah, those fancy Jonas Brothers. I used to work at a bagel store in Wyckoff, and they used to come in, and their parents used to come in and give me weird looks like they, you know, their kids would watch me on TV mm-hmm. the night before, and then I'm there making your Taylor egg and cheese, salt, mm-hmm. pepper, ketchup. Now, how, yeah, that's, well, that's the most New Jersey thing ever. Now, when yeah. you, um, how many years did Pete and Pete go? Four? 89 to 95. Okay. So the first like uh, three years were like these little like vignettes. And then mm-hmm. we got these specials. And then they rolled it into the season one where that had eight episodes and then two 12 mm-hmm. episodes. Okay. I believe my friend Phil Morrison directed an episode of Pete and Pete. Did Phil direct? Did. Right, Phil? Phil's one of my best friends. Yeah. Yeah. Feels All right. Well, you're. I didn't, I didn't realize the uh, six degrees is, is so. It's close. much closer than you th- could have ever imagined, <laughs> Danny. Now, you move on. The show goes. You you kept working though. You always you always kept working. Pretty much, yeah. Seven to eighteen. I pretty much just worked. I went and I worked almost exclusively for Nickelodeon. I did a couple things for the Rat, but you know, mm-hmm. that was it. But then uh, Nick kids called Disney kids, you know, Disney, uh-huh. the rat, just, just to clarify. Wow. Okay. See, this yeah. is like, you know, there's the... a lot of animosity towards, you know, they're, you know, they're like, Oh, look at, see what you're, what you're trying to, to put on me about being bougie <laughs> in New Jersey. I put on those put child on actors, the Disney channel kids. from Disney channel. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because they had lunch, they had lunch boxes. They were singing, making records. And they were like, who did you were, hate the most? Commodifying all the way up. Danny, you know? who'd you hate the most out of all those Disney channel kids? Even if it was illogical, who was your <laughs> bet? Who was your bet noir? <laughs> well, I mean, you know, it was just Gosling, right? He was, awesome. a, he was a Mickey Mouse and any of the Mickey Mouse Club guys. Yeah. Yeah. They just really, they, 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 they just, yeah, they rubbed me the wrong way. Yeah. You think you could do that dance that Gosling did on that Mickey Mouse thing? Remember that I dance? Know. I don't know. It could be. I, I don't sweet. think so. I think, I think a lot of it was based in jealousy. Was Ron you know, Gosling, was a young Ron Gosling hanging out with Iggy Pop though? No, he wasn't. No, 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 no. he was not. No. Was he hanging out with Miracle Legion, Mark Mulcahy no, from Miracle no Legion? Way. No, no, no. No, what it's did, true. It's true. What did that do to your head? Getting to getting to I, get this like, seriously cool music at a at a it, at a very it young changed, age. It changed my life. It it I I had a lot of uh, older siblings. I guess like I was the oldest in my family, but like all the people on the crew really did treat me like a little brother. So I would get mixtapes with all sorts of stuff on it. Replacements, Billy Bragg. Like mm-hmm. I was, I was eight years old, like listening to, you know, REM green, like from my, my, you know, my, my first Sony tape player. Mm-hmm. It's amazing. Um, That's so cool. Yeah, and- it was, it was very, it was very cool. And, and-, it, and it, my parents are both music junkies and mm-hmm. like in, in, into, you know, my, my dad basically sat me down and was like, um, Iggy Pop is coming on the show next mm-hmm. week. And I'm like, who's Iggy Pop? And he like brought me downstairs and my dad's got a, he's an audiophile mm-hmm. and has, you know, like 5,000 records in the basement and went through and pulled out like, you know, Fun, fun house. house. 
He's like, son, it's time for you to listen to a song called Dirt. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. He's like, not that Alice in Chains crap that you've been listening to. Uh, Son, there's a song called L.A. Blues that I'm going to need you to sit here and listen to 10 times in a row. (laughs) Uh, and Uh, And if you hear somebody coughing in the middle of that song, it's because they were smoking. <laughs> uh, smoking what, Dad? Yeah. You take your pick. Yeah, amazing. That is so cool. And then that said, you've got you obviously are a, a pretty deep music head. Now, yeah. Well, I mean, Mark Mark Mulcahy was someone who told me that uh, guitar players were a dime a dozen. If you really wanted to play in a band, which I was itching to at like ten years old, eleven years old, and uh, I got my first bass on the set. The prop master. Uh, for the show gave me his bass because I was bitching about my New Jersey public education. Mm-hmm. I would say that I could play guitar or I could play violin. And I said, I wanted to play bass. And they told me to go F myself. You can play guitar or violin. And I chose violin and I chose poorly. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's the most unforgiving instrument to practice ever in life. Yeah. No, that's, that's uh, you, you drew the wrong uh, straw on yeah. that one. Yeah. It was, it was, oh, I just really wanted to play bass. It's like, well, that's got four strings. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's what Mulcahy told me. He's like, you know, guitar players are a dime a dozen. You want to be in a band, you play bass. Mm-hmm. You'll get you'll get into a band that way. And he was right. Now, what has the relationship been with these things? You being known as a child actor, were there points where you were just like, I don't want, I don't want to be associated with it. I want to be, a di- I'm a, I'm different now. I'm not that kid anymore. Did you make peace with it at a point? What has been that the journey oh, of that? You're, you're asking your for my you're asking for my jaded moment. My 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 jaded moment yeah. of saying yeah. Uh, when I yeah I went to public school, so my senior year of high school, all my friends were applying to colleges, and I was living in uh, you know I would live in Burbank for six months, and then I'd come back, and mm-hmm. so I would I was really only in school half the year. Sure. Now, for uh, people who don't know, Burbank is the fanciest <laughs> place in all of Los Angeles. <laughs> it's the place oh, where man. people in Brentwood wish they could afford to live. I, I lived a seven-minute drive from Tower Records, and I blew all my TV money mm-hmm. there every mm-hmm. week. Every week, I got a paycheck. Yeah, I got a new box. I got a new expensive ass box set that was my bouginess sure. was going to tower records and seeing what's that expensive six cd box set yeah i'm gonna get that yeah and they're just like they're like hey the kid from pete and pete he'll buy anything he'll buy anything <laughs> you know that dreams that that ford disc almond brothers he yeah. got it he'll, he'll <laughs> he got it. it yeah he bought it yeah stupid <laughs> it's not even anything it's not even anything new it's not even yeah. reissues yeah. <laughs> Yeah, no, that's so. What? what but that, so that was it. I, I, kids I are going to high, college, yeah, and you're... yeah. And I wanted to, I, I wanted to continue doing that, and I felt like I didn't want to miss out on going to school and not, you know, being fortunate enough to have enough money that I didn't go into debt, <laughs> spending four years in college. But you know, it was that was my moment to kind of be like, all right, like I'm, I did that. <laughs> I said. I'm always reading somebody else's words and taking direction from somebody else. Music is my own man. That's mm-hmm. where I was at. Yeah. It's like, you know, I was writing songs and, you know, all that stuff was my own and I didn't. 
absolutely. Take any. I didn't take anything from anybody else, and I'm 18 years old and like been you know working pretty consistently and wanted to like just kind of fuck off, really. Yeah, no, and that's the way. It, it's just like it's it's you're supposed to go through that. It would be strange if you never. Yeah. Let and go I got a lot of friends. That. I have a lot of friends who are in the business who chose to stay and work. You know, mm-hmm. I could have, I could have been Nick Cannon. You know what I mean? I could have been in Drumline if I had stayed out there long enough. Sure, I would, they would have found me something. No, and I was thinking that I was like, when I watched Drumline, I was like, well, this is all well and good, but I, I wonder what would this be like yeah. if Danny Tamborelli was the star of this? Yeah, thing? yeah, I had long hair. I could do yeah. like some hippie stuff. Danny Tamborelli's wild and out. All the all the shows now. All of them, all of them. Could have so, been me in that cool spiky punk rock leather jacket. So at some point, when does when do you make your peace with everything, and you start to feel okay? I see where this can fit into who I am now. When I graduated college and I moved back to Jersey for six months, and then got an apartment in the Lower East Side, mm-hmm. and then I was in New York full time and. Trying to figure out how to how to do what I want and you know music stuff. I was writing sketch comedy at a, a sketch group in in Brooklyn for a while called Man Boobs. Man mm-hmm. Boobs sketchy comedy. Okay. Um, now, did and- you run out on stage super enthusiastic? Nothing <laughs> makes me more uncomfortable than when the improv troupe runs out on stage super pumped and enthusiastic and i'm just like in the audience i'm like i can't handle that level of enthusiasm no, no we, like, were, clap, we hey, were everybody we're, yeah. we're man boobs mm-hmm. yeah everybody like no no we were we were certainly more of like just three bumbling the man okay. boobs was a double entendre we are also had man boobs but also were a bunch of idiots sure um so it was more of a yeah it was it, less less in your face and slapsticky and more just kind of but you know what I'm talking about? That energy. Oh yeah, oh, that energy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I can't. I yeah. can't. I can't. Kim, Kim, oh, I'm so happy to see you. I need a word. Yeah. What rhymes with orange? And then people are like everybody's <laughs> like, you son of a bitch. You said orange. Yeah. You opened with orange. Yeah, uh, that's yeah. I can't. I would just say like, I'm leaving. <laughs> I'm, I'm <laughs> out. I'm out of you. That's enough for uh, me. I'm leaving. <laughs> <laughs> a crowded improv theater where it's the most uh, noticeable thing that I'm leaving. Oh, not just any improv theater, Tom. The People's Improv Theater. The People's Improv okay. Theater, which was amazing because it it that theater answered the question: What would it be like if a theater had the seats at a 100 degree angle, where if you lean forward, you fall? <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you fall mm-hmm. 80 feet onto the stage. I've never seen a more steep. Yeah, it's very treacherous. Incline. Very treacherous. Yeah. Yeah. Like, how do you. Build- That's why I performed. That's why I was only. Pre- I would only perform there. I'd never go see shows. I was too afraid. It's not up to code. That There's no way those seats, those aisles were up to code. I've been in steep, steep places like the top of Jones Beach Amphitheater. The, those, those like nosebleed seats <laughs> yeah. are pretty, t- mm-hmm. pretty rugged and, and straight up. But yeah, no, the, the the main room at the People's Improv Theater, pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. You are also an author now, Danny. You've written two books. Oh. Yeah, two I've books? written two, two amazing yeah. co-written. I know. 
Co, yeah, co, and I wrote half. Yeah, I, so okay. I've written one full book. Okay, yes, you one <laughs> because you're one. you're co-writing them with with your with your wife. Yeah, yeah, mm-hmm. my wife Kate and I. Uh, it was a pandemic project that made good something we sort of like had talked about, and then we had all this time on our hands, and we decided to do it, and uh, we wasted every nap time and free moment that we had for about six months mm-hmm. to write this book that we were like, what happens if we don't sell it? Mm-hmm. And we just wasted all of this time. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know, and uh, we did sell it. We ended up selling a two book deal. So then we had to think of a second book. Yeah. Amazing. Well, congrats. Amazing. Which is, yeah. Yeah. It's great. It's great. And, and it's been, uh, it's been really fun. Like it's a cool, you know, she's also she's an author in her own right. She has written uh, some YA novels, and okay. so she knew what she was doing. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> you were just you're along for the ride a little bit on that. Well, yeah, well, I mean, like I, I, I'm like, not judging we, we that either. No, no, you, no. That's it's we just had different approaches to things. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, like I said, I, I you know read a lot of sketch comedy stuff and I write with people. So I've always had like a partner and she's only written by herself Mm. and she wrote four of her books kind of without knowing exactly how they're going to end. Okay. Which, which is, I find fascinating, but for me, like I was that I I couldn't do it. Everything is plotted. Everything is plotted out for me. So it was like kind of an interesting way that we would kind of work together and I'd, you know, mm-hmm. give her a little bit of what, how I write. She'd do a little bit of how she does it. She told me that the double space is after a, a, a period is wrong and that my New Jersey public education is lie. Yeah. And, this uh, is that Wyckoff education. Yeah. That's how, is that how they, that's, that's how they, you know, well, because they, if, put you, double, the- if you double spaced every, after mm-hmm. every period and you were applying to Harvard, you probably would get in. That's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. It's that trick. They're like, that would oh, that's how, that bu- would that's how bougie you are. Uh-huh. You uh you double space after every period. You must have gone to, you know, the smart school. Yeah. Now author, <laughs> actor, improviser, yeah. musician. What's next yeah. for uh Danny Tamborelli? No, what's on the list? What's the thing you all? wish you'd tried that you haven't tried? <laughs> Maybe for 2024, an exciting new endeavor. What what could it be? Uh, finding a mm, I'd go uh, uh no, not skydive. I wouldn't do anything that scary. Okay. Uh I don't know. We'll see. I can mold them all together. I guess I, I, I'm a terrible artist. Okay. I can't. I can't draw for shit. Mm-hmm. So maybe, maybe I could figure out something. If I could write a children's book, this is this is the this is the thing they don't in publishing. They don't necessarily want to tell you. Yeah. But if you can write a good children's book and also illustrate it, whew, your chances are much higher than if you just come mm-hmm. with the words and no pictures mm-hmm. or you just come with pictures mm-hmm. and no words. Okay. So I'm maybe that's, maybe that's what I'll do. I'm going to pitch you a children's book that I'm planning on working on. It's called Danny, the fanciest boy from all of New Jersey. <laughs> <laughs> he's so fancy. He's almost from Connecticut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, um, uh, it uh from sobs to yeah from cul-de-sacs sobs. 
Yeah, I like that. Now you, uh, look, I appreciate you coming on and talking with us and goofing around and everything. My pleasure. I have to ask you about playing with Richard Lloyd. Ah, yeah. Television. You're Richard, one of the all time legends. Richard Lloyd. The late great Richard Lloyd. Oh, he's not dead. Oh, wait. Oh, no. You didn't hear. Oh, no. (laughs) No, Tom Verlaine passed away, not Richard Lloyd. Richard Lloyd quit the band, which I guess would make him dead. He says he quit the band. It's like the guy that says, you're fired. You can't fire me. I quit. Yeah, exactly. It's like, (laughs) I quit. Oh, no. Please don't quit. Yeah. Jimmy Rip. We'll help you empty your office. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) So Uh, what was it like playing with Richard Lloyd? Well, it was a lot of highs, a lot of lows. Um, and what were the circumstances with that? The circumstances were the guy, uh, his name is Heath Seifert. He uh, was an executive producer on all that and a writer. Uh, and he and I, he was kind of like my California buddy. And he played in, a, he played with Angry Samoans for a little while. He uh, has his own band called Backbiter. That was a, that is a pretty cool, like Cali, like LA punk rock, rock band, bar band. Um, And so we, he would just get me hip to a lot of stuff. Like he got me hip to the Minutemen and got me hip to Cat Power and got me hip to uh, so much stuff, the Pixies. I mean, again, it was like, I, I, at every turn, I was being like force fed people's like particular tastes in music and i was just able to kind of pick and choose what i liked Mm -hmm. um and he introduced me to television and marky moon was uh it came out on february 8th 1977 which is your birthday born february 8th 1982 so it's a cosmic thing my birthday Uh, danny february 9th oh Really? Yes. Love of that. All right. Yeah. Cool. Well, we can. We 1997. Should, we should... February 9th, 1997 <laughs> was my birthday. Well, from 11:59 on the 8th to 12:01 mm-hmm. on the 9th, we should just say that's hi our that's our time. It's our time, Danny. I think that's a I think that's a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, but he was friends with Richard Lloyd on Facebook and he was looking for a bass player in New York and he just sent me that link and he was like, I know you live in New York and I know you love television. Just go meet him. Like whatever, like, you know, he's, he's kind of a kooky guy. I'm like, yeah, I know. I've I've seen a little bit about Richard. Uh, and I went and I auditioned for him and he was like, great, you got it. You know? And, and, uh, JP Patterson was playing drums and he was from the dictators. Mm -hmm. Uh, and we did a really like fun tour and, and the the first like show was in Cleveland and we were like at some gas station somewhere outside of like Pittsburgh and he was just like I gotta go to the bathroom here you should read this <laughs> <laughs> and he threw he threw uh-huh. <laughs> a Guitar World magazine in the back seat which is a a, a, a reporter on tour on his last tour that had Billy Ficka playing drums from television. Mm-hmm. Legendary, uh, yeah. And he, th- this article is like, it, it's, it was just kept reading like, this is so bad. I was basically like <laughs> Richard, like having a, 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 a mental episode and mm-hmm. like sticking needles in his face and eating onions and like 
you know, hitting people and just having <laughs> a bad enough time that the guy from Guitar World and Billy Ficka and the bass player all left him alone on tour and were just like, we're done. <laughs> and this is in the article. We're sitting in the back of the van. JP and I were just like, fuck, like, what the like, what are we going to do? Mm-hmm. And so we hatched our own like potential getaway plan if need be. But he was fine. It was just mm-hmm. like one of those weird, like, he was just wanted to, like, make us scared for a second just to do it. Sure. Like, just, you should check this out. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Not unlike George C. Scott. No, I know. The George C. Scott <laughs> voice and, and, and Richard Lloyd's voice, they kind of they get molded together as one, and one people, human. And people really did refer to George C. Scott as the Richard Lloyd of acting. <laughs> he's, he was just he was you know he he knew the stuff but he could also he could also really woo you with the the dynamics of his mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> well wow. uh Danny, but it was really fun you get to watch dudes like you get to watch like old dudes just staring right at richard's face like you know at his, at his fingers playing guitar that's wild because that's the person that actually those hands yeah, played some of the most eternal music ever, 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 and I'm so happy that I got to to do it. And we played for a few years, and the last tour, he we had our own, he had his own mental episode there, and mm-hmm. got put on a fifty one fifty in Cleveland, in fact, mm-hmm. uh, and that was it. Mm-hmm. Is it a coincidence, over, man, that they say they call a fifty one fifty? which is a bad thing because you're getting committed for a thing, but it's also the name of a terrible Van Halen album. Very, very like, bad. Which one's worse? I'd rather get 5150'd, meaning thrown, locked in, up for 48 in, hours, yes, rather than, than, than have to listen record. once <laughs> to the Van Halen album. <laughs> which 5150 yeah, you want, I'm guy? Glad, yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 lock I'm me glad. up. I need a vacation. Yeah, uh, you hear a little bit of best of both worlds or whatever those Sammy Hagar songs like. Yeah, lock, lock me up. Uh, yeah, lock me up, please, 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 please. This is Van Halen one and Van Halen two. And We're not that we are miles yeah. away from that. Now, yeah, very far from that. Danny, it, what a what a treat talking to you. You're you're so funny and you have so many great stories and you're such an amazing guy. I thank you. You were the first guest of 2024, and I'm so excited. Hey, what a yep. great way to kick right. the year off. All right. Well, I'm sure it's only up from here. Don't you? You were really fluffing, fluffing me up at the beginning of this. <laughs> now, what can people look for? Where, where do people find you? See what you're up to? Where do people oh, keep track of you? You can go to dannytamborelli.com. If you like Instagram, you can go to dannytamborelli at Instagram. Um, if you're still on X, I don't that's here that's on you yeah uh and um you go to the band is jounce uh, we've been a band for 20 years we play like chunky you know uh dinosaur junior mm-hmm. rock and roll we got a record coming out uh august or september I okay think. cool that's um, awesome so you can check for that mm-hmm. and yeah the books are the first date prophecy which is uh out now you can buy it wherever you you like to buy your books and uh, the second book is called The Road Trip Rewind, and uh, that's out in the end of May. Okay, amazing. Yeah, you're gonna and have rom coms. They're fun little rom coms. You'll, you know, there are a lot of nostalgic '90s, mm-hmm. uh, you know, tidbits in there. And you're gonna have a great 2024. You did all. You laid the tracks. Now you're gonna ride the train all the way down the tracks. 
You're going to have a great choo, year. Choo. There you. Danny, thank you so much for being on the show. Total, uh, what a pleasure. blast. Thank you, Tom. Be okay, well. I'll talk to you soon. See ya. I like it. I like that. Danny Tamborelli. Cool dude. Cool dude. Cool dude. Like that a lot. Bert. Bert. Yanch. Yanch, that's the bright new year from Birthday Blues, one of his amazing albums. There's nothing. Bert Yanch can do no wrong. I listen to Bert every night, pretty much. Every night. Just the best music. Fits my life. Bert, Bert, Bert. Bert the machine yet. No, he's not the machine. There's only one machine. That's Bert Kreischer. Bert Yanch ain't the machine. You take that back. You take that back. Let's see what's going on on the phones. 201-989-0012 is the number if you want to call up and be a part of the show. Let's go to the phones right now and see who's on the line hello best show hi bestie it's liz oh my god this is liz from vancouver our friend the fanzine queen (laughs) i think we have one of your fanzines over here look at this we have a fan we have one of your fanzines actually on the cart Right there? Fanzine. It's one of your fanzines. Look at this. Agora. Oh, that's so Agora. Nice. It's called there. Agora. Liz does these collage fanzines. They're very cool. So check that out. Some of them have uh, not family-friendly photos in them. Don't gather the whole family around. Screen them <laughs> first before you call <laughs> the kids in to look through the fanzine. That one's got a puppy on the front. It must it, be fine for everybody. It does have a puppy on the front. How could it be? <laughs> it can't be wrong if it's got a puppy on the front. What's <laughs> going on, Liz? So, Mike told me to come up with something for the topic, but I'm a rebel. And I need your help to predict what I'm going to do this year. Because you gave me really good advice last year. Okay, let's see. This That's is the thing. Last year I traveled. That was good advice. You traveled last fun. year. You. This is what you're going to do this year, Liz. You're <laughs> going to do... How many fanzines are you going to do this year for 2024? What are you thinking? Oh, what, I like that. What would be the goal? Um, how many did you do in 2023? In 2023, I think I just did the one. That's the thing. I've been kind of doing one a year for the last little while, but then I'm like, you know, I'm making, I'm making foldies. I'm making little ones. I feel like I'm, and I'm 
I don't know. I'm on a bit of a I'm on a bit of a roll with it. I want to I want to do multiple this year. Multiple, and at that's least, the, at that's least <laughs> more than one. Goal number one. Four fanzines, one every quarter, one every season. What do we? Th- what do you think about that? I think I think I can do that. I think I'm yeah. most of the way done on. Yeah. And I and I you know I already made one if if we kind of count the many. Look, you're already in the. You're already you already got one down. Three to go. You got fifty weeks to do three fanzines now. Look at that. Oh, I love. That's yeah. perfect. Then yay. What's another thing you want to go for? What's another area of life you'd like to? do something you said you try you well you did travel last year what about the what's that should i keep that going should i keep traveling sure i go somewhere different go some places what if you go to where would you want to go because you're in vancouver british columbia canada vancouver british columbia canada (laughs) um (laughs) The great Nardwar, the late great Nardwar. No, he's alive. He's fine. Um, R.I.P. R.I.P. Rest in power, Nardwar. He's alive. Nardwar's alive. Let's think. Where would you want to travel to? Where would you want to travel to? I took the easy one this year, and I went down the coast. Yes, I feel like that's the that's the logical one. That's the thing. And I what mean, if, what if you go up to? I can fly. Go to Antarctica. Oh no! Don't go to Antarctica. What? I can a, go to Antarctica. Well, I, would, I, I would be so nervous about meeting new people. Wouldn't be too many people to meet. What if you went? Where in Canada have you not been that you want to go in your own your own backyard? I haven't seen a lot of Canada. There's I haven't seen most of Canada. Maybe I should. I haven't been to Alberta as an adult. The thing, one province over. I haven't even given it a go. Alberta's sitting there for the taking. That's the thing, but I mean, <clears throat> I've been to, I went I've been to Toronto when I was a kid. I could go to Toronto again. That'd be fun. I got a good friend in Toronto, my friend Valerie. Look, Toronto. We all know how people in Canada feel about Toronto. And these, then I don't love it. These love fancy it. Toronto people think they're better than everybody else in Canada. They just <laughs> do. They don't have, there's no French element to Toronto. Is there, is there a bilingual component to other cities in Ontario or is that specifically a Toronto thing or an Ontario thing? A Quebec thing. That's Quebec. Okay. The bilingual, I mean, I guess there's, there's, there's text everywhere, but I speak it. I could get by. Because when I would go to. Um, Montreal. You go to Montreal and you go, uh, you go to a store and then they say, they say, uh, bonjour. And I go, hello. This is the way they know I'm only going to talk English. And then they, <laughs> then they just go, yes, hello, hello, yes. And they, they drop the, uh, like they want, they, they want to lead with French, but they will accommodate English if you make it clear that's where you're talking. You go a little further north, you go to Quebec City. There's people there. They ain't brave. They, they're not going to talk. They're not going to, they're going to speak French. You got to roll with them. It's less accommodating. But you can hang 
You can speak some French. Yeah, yeah, I did immersion in um, in school. I, I I technically graduated in French and English. That's impressive. Uh, but it's been. What about? Can... Okay, go ahead. Go ahead. No, 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 no. no. What if you did <laughs> a fanzine in French? Ooh, uh, look at that! Right. That could be fun. Yeah. That would force. That would force me to use text. We've been talking about that. Force but you I to put some. Writing. Force you to put, put some text pictures. in there. You got to get some text in there. Really? I think this. Is, I like that. I think this is great. There you we em- are. You embrace your full Canada ness in 2024. <laughs> right. You get a toque. I'm into that. You get a toque. <laughs> right? What else do you need to get? Uh, some back bacon. Right? What else? Of course, some poutine. All this, <laughs> all the classics. You get a, 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 a tragically hip album. Oh yeah, and then and then put the tragically hip album on, and then wear the rush shirt, and then no one can really, no one can, no one can fight me on that. That's exactly it. You become the most Canadian person ever. What if you did that? You decided for 2024, I'm going to be the most Canadian person ever to where when you get your blood drawn, it comes back and it's like your blood type is all dressed. (laughs) Because you've got so much Canada in you. You only eat all dressed chips. You only eat coffee crisp and arrow bars. Coffee crisp, man. They are not around. I, I found them here and it was they were like they were expensive here because they're imported. You like- oh, I love coffee crisp so much. Oh. I, love I, I can get you some coffee crisp. That's easy. Oh, this but, is uh, what I this is the way to start twenty twenty four. Andrew <laughs> Andrew, best show, Andrew. What's that, Tom? Have you ever had, okay, well, have you ever had a coffee crisp? I have not had a coffee crisp. Mm. Is this something that they do in Vancouver? It's something they do in Canada. It's a candy bar now, Andrew. I want you to picture this. Yes. Picture, you know those, like, stupid bars that are like the peanut butter chocolate candy bars? What? Not nutter butter. Those are cookies. What's Um, like a... Is it a Reese's Fast Break? Kind of like that, but... No peanut butter, uh, chocolate, crispy wafer cookie with a little hint of coffee ooh, flavor. That actually sounds pretty good. It's so good. Yeah, I need to get that next time I'm up there. It's so good. Mike, coffee crisp. Is he here? Any horsemen talk about coffee crisp? Anyone? Never had one. Never had one. They're delicious. Jason's had it. They're delicious. I brought you back some when we uh, performed in Montreal. You did, you yes. It was very ex- I loved it. I loved it. Love coffee crisp. Aero bars. I don't love aero bars. They're a little fraudulent, Liz. You got to admit it. Those air bubbles, that doesn't work. I feel like it used to be more dramatic when I was little, but I think most things were more exciting when I was little. More things, probably. Yeah, look at that beautiful coffee crisp. Mm. It looks a little like a whatchamacallit. 
What are you talking about? What what's it look like? No, what you call it? Okay, well, what is it? What you call it, Tom? Okay, well, I don't know what you're trying to say. It looks like you're saying it looks like something, but then you're saying uh, what you call it? No, the candy bar is called what you call it. Oh, I can't even fake this for <laughs> this. Could you imagine when they must have done who's on first? Yeah, and there must have just been nights when they were just like, I can't do this tonight, please. Please just let me get robbed on the road. Let me get thrashed <laughs> within an inch of my life in this no good town that I'm touring in tonight doing vaudeville. Um, no, I uh, I uh, couldn't do that. Pretend the whatchamacallit was. A, I didn't know what it was. <laughs> do you have whatchamacallit in Canada, Liz? do i don't think we do basically here's the fun thing about candy bars there are four ingredients (laughs) chocolate nougat peanuts peanut right what do we have chocolate nougat peanuts and what else what else is anything wafer cookie thing right that's all there is for candy bars. It's a combo yeah, of each. And every once in a while, oh, we'll put some coconut on top of this one. Have you mm-hmm. had the new whchamacallit, though? The new whatchamacallit? Yeah. Well, it has excuse a different name. me. It has a different name. Well, what's the new name? Do you want to guess the, re- the new name? I really don't. <laughs> Who's he? What's it? No. Yes. Yeah, I'm saying one thing. I'm going to warn every 7-Eleven... Uh, owner right now if i go in your store and i see who's he what's it's i'm knocking the rack over and i'm gonna do a tap dance on the who's he what's it's is lisa m responsible for that is that what that says on the package is it lisa m's fault it says on the package candy bar named by lisa m guess who my least favorite human is right now you get one guess (laughs) <laughs> is it lisa m it is lisa m yes how many points if we can get lisa m on the show jason if you get lisa m on the show lisa m sounds like she pl- plays keyboards with uh, uh prince <laughs> right dr fink and lisa m and and uh jimmy johnson yeah remember when jimmy john remember when jimmy johnson played jerry jones and jimmy johnson played with prince's band now um Get me Lisa M on the show, please. Who's he? What's it? No, I can't. I think <laughs> your identity now for 2024, Liz, you are going to be the queen of Canadian fanzines. Love that. In 2024, Tim's is on me. We're doing it. The Tim's right. is on me. That's when you know. You're already leaning into your Canada-ness. The Tims are on me. Tim bits for everybody. Uh, yeah, pouring everyone a double-double. Let's go. We Look, a double-double. I We call Tim bits down here donut holes. Feels a little lackluster to me. Well, when you go to Dunkin' Donuts, it makes sense. Most things are pretty spectacular in America, and then they're just sort of the donut holes. 
this is an anti-American. This is a shot at America. <laughs> this is really. I'm going to wrap myself in a flag with this. I don't like this <laughs> line of humor. It's a one-way street. <laughs> USA. <laughs> now, um, oh, my iPad fell. So, why are you <laughs> falling? Come on, stay. Oh my. God. Someone in the chat just called me a terrorist. I love it. A terrorist. <laughs> <laughs> they called me a terrorist. terrorist. I love it. Now, <laughs> Liz, happy new year, first of all. Happy new year. You, you, have your, you have your marching orders now. The queen of Canadian sure, yes, fanzines. And I will <laughs> talk to you. You call any week you want. Eternal green light for Liz. Jason, Pat, Mike, you mark that down. These are the people that can get through any point. Vanyan, Liz. Who else? <laughs> Who else should make that list? That's it. For 2024, that's it so far. Vanyan and Liz, the only two. And Danny Tamborelli, if he calls back, he can get through. Um. Thank you for the call. We'll talk to you very soon. Thanks a million, Tom. Have a great night. Bye bye. Let's see who is on the line now. Ooh, we're already in hour three of the show. This one's flying by, right? Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. We're already talking fanzines. I'm so excited. Matthew. You're on the eternal green list. <laughs> Matthew is on the eternal green list. Anytime Matthew wants to call, you get you let Matthew through. Yes. How are you doing, Matthew? I'm great. How are you feeling, Tom? I'm sorry you were sick. I'm getting there. I'm getting back. My energy's uh, high and low, high and low. We're getting there. Uh, now you... This is one of the things I'm going to say. We usually don't get very uh, sincere on the show. Matthew is somebody who lives. Matthew loves music so much. Matthew, you put your money where your mouth is. You get out there. You get in the car. You're driving from state to state to see these shows. You go on adventures. You dedicate your life to enjoying this art. And it's such an amazing, admirable, enviable thing. And so I just want you to know, I tip my hat to you, Matthew, for the way you have chosen to build your life. Oh, I can It's true. Well, I'm going to work really, I'm going to work really hard this year because we've got like a a whole ton of like new, I've had new people reaching out to me about like the website a lot and the research I'm doing. So I've got all this new material. So you haven't seen nothing yet, Tom. I'm going to work super hard this year. I love that. That's exciting. That's exciting because also you like the good stuff, Matthew. (laughs) If you were like talking like this and then you're saying like, oh, yeah. Like, yeah, I drive all over and I, I see Dave Matthews band anywhere they're playing. I'd be like, maybe you might want to just not travel so much and s- slow your <laughs> roll a little bit with that. 
no, you're checking it out. Mountain goats, wicker spigot, all the good stuff. And Matthew is also a cassette enthusiast, which is did you did you see the book that Mark Masters wrote, Matthew? High bias. Yeah, I've seen it around. I haven't picked one up yet, but I am super psyched to get into I, it. I think you will seriously enjoy this book because it speaks to the power of the cassette. And I know that's something that that you definitely uh, appreciate. Um, my love for magnetic tape is indescribable. I love it from the, the little polymer binder strips all the way down to the cap stands. I love tapes. What's the best blank tape, Matthew? XL290? What are we talking? <laughs> well, the big thing um, you have to kind of look for now, I think, is kind of figuring out which stock has been getting that sticky shed syndrome over time. I was just writing down some notes about this a couple of weeks ago, but um, kind of like looking up which uh, which stock from which manufacturers has been degrading more over time. And if you can find anything like on that stock, trying to digitize it kind of like as uh, gently and expediently as possible. Because the cassettes were all manufactured. A lot of them were manufactured in the 80s and 90s. Mm-hmm. And when the value of cassettes dried up, they sat in warehouses and in storage, whatever, wherever they sat, probably not Garages. optimal conditions, dry, mm-hmm. heat, all of this stuff, which is not great for these cassettes to uh, to age. They, they, de- they degrade and they start decomposing. So that's a thing now. People are trying to figure out which ones just – which ones went bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, and getting everything kind of, you know, digitized before they, they, you know, you get that gradual kind of wear and tear, and then you have to get into the EQ. And if you're not really like super good at it yet, then it's a whole production. But like, I'm looking at tapes that were like hand dubbed in like 1980. I've got like a Sonic Enemy tape here that must be from like 1986. Mm-hmm. And it still, it still plays great. It's beautiful. It's got my little exit house label on here right now. And it still sounds awesome. It's a, a TDK. Uh, TDK IEC two type two high position. Uh, it's a C ninety. It still sounds beautiful. So you know, if you take care of them, you can still get so much great material off of them. Yeah, there. It's 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 amazing to see cassettes make the resurgence that they've made. And again, Mark Masters, our friend, wrote this book, high bias about the history and the the story of cassette tapes. Might sound it might sound dry. Or or uh, academic, it's a seriously fun, exciting, entertaining story, and it's strangely moving ultimately because you start to realize uh. these things have power that they were able to make it so that people could record their music in a town or a, a city or a country without resources. But if as long as you had a cassette deck and a blank tape. You could record your music. You didn't need permission to record your music. It's very powerful. It's the best music in the world, too. Mm-hmm. Well, you, again, I said, now, Matt, you're an inspiration. Matthew, tell me what we're looking at for 2024. 
Oh, boy. Do you have a um, prediction? Do you have any well, predictions? For one thing, I want to, um, I don't know yet. I've heard little, I've been asking and I haven't gotten a straight answer. I'm going to predict, I'm going to throw my head over the fence, new refrigerator record. A new, the band refrigerator, the house band at Shrimper Records. I put out an LP by refrigerator way back when. And one of the crazy things that happened, we made these album covers and they came back so ugly. And I was just like heartbroken. I was like, oh no, these album covers are ugly and just white. Like a glossy white in the back in the background with these hands on a piano. And mm-hmm, I was like, mm-hmm. this is just ugly. What am I gonna do? Then I then Dennis from Refrigerator and Shrimper Records, we talked about it. Just like, what if I just take them all in my backyard and start spray painting them and just to make them look good? And then that's what I did. And they did. Then they were fun and each one was individual and it was amazing. And it just shows these things don't have to be perfect. You try to make a thing look perfect. Sometimes it don't come back perfect. So then you take it, you put your marks on it, you do your thing to it. It's imperfect. It's perfect in its imperfection. No, I love it. I have seven copies of that record, Tom. I have seven different sleeves. Oh, my goodness. You have seven copies of that refrigerator album. Mm-hmm. Well, I had to get seven different sleeves so I could put them on the site to show, like, the variety you got with all the backyard spray paint. Well, it's amazing that you have that. I spray painted every one of them. So <laughs> that was me in panic mode being like, oh, no. This record, people are going to say, well, that's an ugly album. Thank God for spray paint. So, Refrigerator Albums, your prediction for 2024. Hopefully you're yeah, right. Yeah, I'm manifesting. I want to see a new one. I love Because the last it. one was 2021, so they've been a minute. Yeah. Well, I love it. You. This is how you do it. You're, you, you put it out there. And also, you know, refrigerator, you can nudge them. In fact, we'll nudge them right now. Refrigerator, <laughs> Dennis, Alan, who else is Herbie? What's the other person's guy's name? Uh, Chris Jones plays drums and Daniel Brodo plays bass. Chris and Daniel, it's time. 2024 new refrigerator album. I want it. Matthew wants it. That's enough. Make it so the way uh, they say on Star Trek. Make it so. (laughs) Matthew, if you ever make it to Los Angeles, is all I'm going to say. Make sure you come here on a Tuesday. That's all I'm saying. Make sure you keep a Tuesday free. You keep a Tuesday free. Because I figured then you could wash my, you could come here to the studio and wash my car while I'm doing the show. And 
Uh, no, of course. Finally. You, you finally. No, you come and you come and you said it would be so great to have you in the studio. So if you're on, if one of your journeys takes you to Los Angeles, structure it so that you got a Tuesday here. Okay? You bet. All right, my friend. Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Tom. Bye. Look at the nice callers that call the best show. I was talking back to the some of the the team here. They don't like the callers. You gonna talk to the morons tonight? I'm not saying who said that. And I said you shut your mouth. Half of them are not morons. Fully, fifty percent of them are not morons. Mike? Pat? Jason? What's up, Tom? The Curse. Who watched The Curse? Who watched The Curse? I watched it. You watch all 10 episodes? Yeah, I did. Mike, when I told Benny Safdie and Nathan Fielder that somebody could start filling a notebook with what they think would happen on episode 10 <laughs> of the show, yeah. we're not yeah. saying what it was because people still didn't get to watch it yet. No. Was I joking on that one? No, I uh, <laughs> I didn't I, see that one coming. Yeah, nobody episode, could see that coming. <laughs> no, that was that one uh, fooled me. I was so excited because I got to see those episodes a while ago. Uh-huh. All I've been doing is sitting, waiting for this week. <laughs> so, yeah. The week yeah. when episode 10 of The Curse came out mm-hmm. and people would be like, what was that? <laughs> uh, could somebody explain episode 10 of The Curse to me? Uh-huh. I thought I thought the show in general, because it was so unpredictable, yeah. week to week, you didn't know where it was going. Um, it sort of reminded me that third season of Twin Peaks. Yeah, I get that. And they had they had that that one totally bonkers episode came to mind <laughs> mm-hmm. with episode ten. I'm like, okay, didn't see that coming. Mike, do you know who I have? You know who I see out and about in Los Angeles? Who I saw when I got to see Neil Young, this guy was at the show. Uh-huh. I'm gonna just look up, I'm gonna tell you who he played in Twin Peaks. The return. He played. Let's see, where are we going here? The drunk guy in the jail? Didn't play the drunk guy in the show. That's a, that's all yours, Mike. You have. He a, was a guest. A clear path. He was a guest I, on the best show. I I still think of that one of my proudest moments. Mike, that should be one of your proudest moments. <laughs> that guy. Uh-huh. Let's see. He was Detective Smiley Fusco. Oh, okay. Do you know who that is? Not not right off the bat. It's mm-hmm. been a while. Eric Edelstein. Is out okay. here. I see. I saw him at the Neil Young show at the at the Roxy. Uh huh. And he is um 
He's really one of the sweetest guys you'd ever want to meet. What a uh-huh. what a nice guy. Um but yeah, so it's uh I was thinking about I was thinking about when you got the drunk guy from <laughs> Twin Peaks to call in and I hadn't seen any of it yet. Uh-huh. Maybe not the most in-depth interview I've ever done. <laughs> where I'm like You're- you were winging it. <laughs> I'm just like, so yeah, you the drunk guy, huh? <laughs> Currently on a rewatch of this right now. Actually, I'm almost done, and I still don't know what that guy's deal is. And I love it. I mm-hmm. love that I don't know what it is. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I guess that's my two cents. And then, Mike, you also have the great Robert Forster was in Twin Peaks: The Return. Yeah. Well, Mike, the thing we got to do here, you got to realize it's, uh, I saw Jackie Brown at the New Beverly Midnight Show, Mike. Midnight Show. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Packed theater. Wow. Packed theater. Was QT there? QT was not there. Ah. Mike, this is my promise to you. (laughs) You come to L.A., you and I are going to do, we're going to do the full Jackie Brown. We're going to go, we're going to go to that mall. We'll pretend to shoot each other in the parking lot like Robert De Niro did. With We're not spoiling any, you had 40 yeah. years to see the movie. And I the, bet that mall does have cameras inside. The Delamo Fashion Center is where uh-huh. you and I are going to the Delamo Fashion Center. Mm-hmm. We're going to do the full tour. Okay. We'll go in there. We'll go in the like dressing that. rooms. Uh-huh. We'll put a bag with towels in it and money. <laughs> we'll try some suits on. We'll mm-hmm. do a tug of war over the bag. Mm-hmm. Then we'll walk through the parking lot. You'll you'll criticize me because I don't know where I parked. Yeah. <laughs> I like it. It's the weirdest thing. <laughs> It'll be a great moment. Then we'll go to uh we'll go to the beach. We'll get an apart we'll go to an apartment on the beach. Yeah. Got a whole get trip. Get some Uzis. Planned. Get some Uzis. <laughs> I got a whole thing planned for you, Mike. You get back <laughs> out right. here. A day. It's gonna be called Jackie Brown Day. <laughs> and we will charge listeners there we go. Two hundred dollars. <laughs> to come along with us, right? There we why go. Don't we do yeah. that? Mike, why don't we yeah. do that? Seriously. Uh, yeah. yeah. The only thing I regret is I threw that 200 out a little too quick. We could have come up with a higher number. 200 is the registration fee yeah. for it. It's non-refundable. <laughs> to you got to buy if, us lunch. See, if you get a slot on it, uh-huh. you yeah. have to they apply. You have to buy us lunch, though. You have to buy us lunch at the Delamo Fashion <laughs> Center. Uh-huh. We're going to take you around on the full Jackie Brown. Uh-huh. We'll both be wearing flight attendant outfits. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll both be dressed like I'll uh-huh. dress. You you can dress like Lewis. Yeah. I'll dress like a Hawaiian shirt, right? A Hawaiian shirt and a, you know, you got to grow some, some scruffy facial hair and <laughs> slick your hair back. Like, okay. <laughs> like I'll dress uh-huh. like Ordell Robbie. I'll have a Kangol cap on and <laughs> uh-huh. I'm telling you, 
two hundred. It's two hundred dollars to register for the opportunity to potentially be selected. You will get your two hundred dollars <laughs> back. Lottery, yeah, a lottery. You will, you'll get the two hundred back a year from now. Like, well, <laughs> what we're gonna do, Mike? We're gonna make them chase us to get that two hundred back. <laughs> hey, you. You jerks, I sent the thing through. I didn't get picked. You didn't give me my money back. Nobody's answering my emails. It'll be the thing where, like, we're doing the show and callers are now, you're screening out people who want to call to complain about their $200. You'll <laughs> be like, yeah, I want to call in about the topic. Uh, and I also want to talk about my $200 click. <laughs> Wait, I didn't get what? We'll do the full tour. We'll go to that bar they went to with the Brown Derby. We'll go everywhere. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm telling you, people. AP Mike and Tom, the full Jackie Brown tour. <laughs> uh-huh. And I'm going to do the same thing with Pat and the same thing with Jason. Jason and I are going to do the Once Upon a Time in Hollywood tour. We start off at Musso and Frank. We go to uh, El Coyote. Go to El Coyote. We go to uh, the, what's it, Vega, the Mexican restaurant? Casa Vega. Casa Vega. We go there. We're going all over the place. With this. I'm down for that. We go there. We go to the movie theater that, that show that Sharon Tate went into. That's the one in Westwood. We'll go there. The whole thing. And Pat and I are going to do the full. What do you want to do, Pat? Which movie? Um, I also wanted to do Jackie Brown. What's the movie Pat walked out on? Uh, Drowning, Drowning Mona. Mona. We're doing the full <laughs> Drowning Mona tour. No, no, we're not. No, we're not. It's in L.A., Mona. right? I don't think Drowning Mona took place in L.A. No. Did not no. I think it's the Pacific Northwest or yeah. something. But I, I'm not going to go looking to find that out. Pat, I'm this is what I need you it. to do to get ready for this one. I need you to watch Drowning Mona six times and make some <laughs> make some notes. I'm going to be I'm going to be moaning drowning. <laughs> now this is Mike the Jackie Brown tour. I'm telling you, we're on to something with this. Oh, how, like how many yeah. people do you think we invite on this? If if we get them for two fifty a pop, mm-hmm. <laughs> plus they have to buy us lunch and yeah. other and presents also. We also say like, boy, I sure wouldn't mind that uh, those sneakers. <laughs> like when we walk past the store, <laughs> <laughs> boy, but they'd look good on me, huh? Well, yeah. you just you could also add places like places where you want to shop, and you're like, oh yeah, yeah. this was definitely. In oh, the this movie. is an outtake. Yeah, this yeah. They cut. They cut this scene out when they went to the outlet mall. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think they ten's to, a good round number. Ten people, two fifty yeah. a pop, twenty five hundred bucks, mm-hmm. plus tips. They can tip us also too. <laughs> yeah. Right. Mm. Yeah. I think we get some tips because then we're looking at splitting three grand. Yeah. No, I like it. Yeah. And then at the, at the, at the, what's that? For one day. For yeah. one day. For one day. We it's drive nice around. That's a nice yeah. And we end the tour by locking them in a trunk like they did with uh, Chris Tucker. 
we just we we but make there's you, air holes. There's all we'll we'll punch some air holes. We in make there. you get into a trunk and then we just leave you. <laughs> <laughs> we we give them a saw. <laughs> well, that's the out of sight tour. We do the full the Elmore Leonard tour. You get locked in a trunk that you can get out of. Chris Tucker gets killed in that trunk. Um, sure. There's a picture of it. Bridget Fonda and Robert De Niro. Robert De Niro, maybe his funniest role is that role. When he's just sitting there, staring, smoking pot, as dumb as can be. Watching Robert De Niro play a dumb guy is very, he's so funny. All right, I'm going to take some calls. I'm not joking about this Tom and Mike's Jackie Brown day. Yeah. And we play the soundtrack, too. We'll play, like, across 110th Street, right? We'll play that. We'll play, in my midnight confession, going to tell the world that I love you. All, this, all the hits. Horseman, stand down, stand by. Hello, best show. Hey, Tom. To whom am I speaking? Uh, this is Simon from Ontario. Um. Wait, Simon in Ontario. My this is my this is the 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 bane of my existence. Is that not correct? If I am, I'm proud to be it. You're a, you're a, a fine enemy to have. Well, not enemy. Oh, okay. You're not an enemy. You're just a, a nemesis. You, 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 you're, you're like. I was going to say you're like Newman on Seinfeld, but I think you're like Seinfeld on Seinfeld. Oh, that's a fate worse than death. You can't do that to me. Yeah, like you would. I'm Newman. I'd rather be Newman than Seinfeld. At least Newman right. has a good time, right? Yeah. Well, at least Seinfeld gets residual checks for the next several thousand years. So, you know, that's something. Yeah, great guy. Great guy. Yeah. Great guy. I always yeah. thought we clashed so much because we're so alike, you know? No. Uh, we're both funny, charismatic guys. Come on. Oh, God. Yes, that's us. It's a, that's us. It's a new of... year. It's a new year. Yes, that's us, Simon. Me and you cut from the same cloth. We're, we're hard-bodied hunks, <laughs> you know? The two of us. God, now you're just making fun of me. I am not. We're great. We stack paper to the ceiling. Now you're making fun of me. What's going on, Simon? What do do you got for me? Okay. Um, I'll make it quick. Would you go on this Jackie Brown? Would you go on the Jackie Brown tour? Me and AP Mike. It's a five-hour tour. Jackie Brown. Well, Guess well. Good news. It's a five-hour tour. Two and a half hours is you watching every. Mike and I just put Jackie Brown on a DVD player, and then and then we leave for two and a half hours while you watch Jackie. Theatrical cut or or director's cut? There's only one cut of Jackie Brown. It's only one cut. Oh, this guy. What do you think? It's the Hateful Eight Roadshow. Right, this guy. Kind of hoping it was like Ridley Scott, where like 
The director's cut's always like an hour longer than the theatrical cut and better in every way. Wait, what movie is better being an hour longer? Oh, you've never watched Lord of the Rings, I guess. Holy moly. End edition. Oof. I'm not going through... you set aside 16 hours? I'm not going through my Lord of the Rings thing again. How long are the extra cut, the extended cuts? Uh, I think it's like five hours a movie, give or take. No. Five hours each movie? I think so. Is that true? Chat, how long are the extended cuts for Lord of the Rings? I happen to know that the longest one is about four hours long. About four hours long. I want to also say Sharon in the chat, Sharon, our friend Sharon. uh, You're shooting your mouth off a little bit there, Sharon, saying something. Don't let people know Tom's a nice guy. I'm not a nice guy. One of the worst. One of the worst. Everybody uh, on you're a nice guy. Everybody like, on the uh, best the nice stuff. guys with with Gosling and uh, Crow. <clears throat> You've got a thing about you that I'm not entirely on board with, Simon. What is it? It's a flip. You got a flippant quality to you. True. Where'd that come from? Uh, I don't know. The mean streets of Canada, probably. The you got to be able to turn yeah. on a dime and do <clears throat> violence to people, I guess. Yeah. Oh, you're going to Young Street? Right? Oh. There's a rainbow oh, yeah, in Toronto. Badina. There's a rainbow in Toronto. People are saying Lord of the Rings I- is not good. 12 hours for, so they're saying each one is four hours long. The, the extra cut, uh, the longest, the longest of them is four. The rest are about three and a half. Oh, could you imagine what scenes were they just like, yeah, this is not good enough for this movie. Oh my God. What are, what are they? Did the boom mic hit them in the head? What could, what could be unusable for one of these lousy Lord of the Rings movies? Is, there, is it like the thing on on uh, uh, Game of Thrones where there's a coffee cup in the background? Right. Like Gandalf's on a Segway or something. Yeah, exactly. Gandalf's is on a Segway. Now, Simon, what do you got for us tonight? 2024. Okay, my prediction. Yeah. Now, a few weeks ago, I read, I read a script. And the word groundbreaking gets thrown around a lot, but yeah. you know, I think that this year, your script, Punched in the Nuts, is going to yeah. get optioned by A24. That's, I'm making that call. Okay. Full pilot, baby. Well, this is what I want to say. First of all, Simon, you just redeemed yourself. On January 1st, everybody, I... A few years ago, I did this thing, Grown Ups 3, and I put it out on January 1st. The script I wrote, Grown Ups 3, put it out on January 1st for free download for all who might want it. I decided, today for 2024, I'm going to put a script that I wrote that I'm very proud of. I think it's very funny. 
but was not exactly getting any traction, I'll put that online. So I put this script called Punched in the Nuts on my website, grownups3script.com. Is that right? Let's see. Well, where are we at? Yeah, grownups3script.com. The number three. You can get Grown Ups 3 there still, and you can get Punched in the Nuts now. And it's a script. It's basically, if you ever wanted the adventures of a new metal lead singer in in the in the in 2024 that's the script for you i i'm very proud of it it's very funny it makes me laugh a lot i wish something happened with it simon is predicting that a24 is going to take it over um we'll see about that i'm not exactly going to spend right. that money just yet well, and if it does happen, and I'm saying it's going to happen, I just I'd like you to you know remember my name when you're casting, and uh, you know I'd like to throw my hat in the ring for the uh, either dispensary owner or dumb college jock number two. Uh, either one of uh, those would be good. I think I'll say this. I'll say this, Simon. If this thing goes A24, you got a part in it. Yes. Okay. Alrighty. I will work for no money. Yeah, you will. Yeah, exactly. Not gonna get an argument. Well, some money me. would be nice, but you know. No, nope, it won't. All right. Thanks for the call, Simon. Seriously, happy New Year. All right. And also, I want to take this moment. Our friend Scott Rogowski. We all love Scott, the host of HQ, former host of HQ, funny guy, uh, performer, comedian, host, all the stuff. Truly one of my favorite people. Scott had his store, Quiz Daddy's, the Quiz Daddy Closet, or I'm sorry, I'm not getting the name right. He did the store for a couple of years. He called in in December to talk about it on the air. He he did this Quiz Daddy's Closet where he sold collectible t-shirts that he had been collecting and accumulating over the years. The store closed the end of December. I finally went to the store in the home stretch, went there, saw the store. Amazing. I tip my hat again. I've been tipping my hat all night, and I'm okay with tipping my hat. There's a lot of people that deserve hat tips. Scott is definitely one of them. The store closed. I went. He ran an incredible store. It was very cool. He wasn't going to do it forever. He did it. He got out. Congratulations, Scott. Very impressed by you on that one. You did it, Scott. Hello, Besha. Hi there, Tom. This is Rose from Tacoma. Rose from Tacoma. What's going on in Tacoma tonight, Rose? Oh, not much. Maybe going to snow tonight. But other than that, I'm just finishing up some dinner and enjoying 2024. Happy New Year. I hope you're recovering okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. What kind of dinner are we talking about there, Rose? What are we talking about there? So I am making a vegetarian beef bowl for my partners and I. Got a little bit of soy sauce, ginger, red chili flakes, uh, 
broccoli, carrots, and impossible beef. Something simple, something hearty. It's cold. I want to warm up. It is cold. It's it ain't it ain't nice right now. And I'm Los Angeles is hardly the coldest place. It's getting the easiest time of it here. It's still it's even cold here. Yeah, I can imagine. I was hearing in, in Portland it's supposedly colder than it is in Antarctica, and I'm trying not to think of the implications of that. Yeah, this is. But it's cold. Um, That's all. Of- it sure is. But hang in there. Anything. Spring's on the way. Spring's on the way, Rose. Yes. So, I'm so excited. So do you have any predictions? You got anything for me, Rose? For 2024? I do. It's not a it's not necessarily a best show prediction. Sure, that's fine. These do not but, have to be best show predictions. Okay. Cool, cool. So I was thinking about it, and I don't know why. It might be because I just saw that she's helping to reissue Lou Reed's album of meditation. But I feel like 2024 might be the year of Laurie Anderson. I don't think you're wrong. Laurie Anderson's doing some live shows in 2024. It oh, feels. I, know. I saw she's got a show in Seattle. It feels like it's time for people to get a full appreciation and get perspective on Laurie Anderson, and that this is this is as good a time as any, and amazing for Laurie Anderson. Couldn't be happier. Laurie Anderson did right by me and with my book. I will forever be grateful to Laurie Anderson for letting me put a Lou Reed quote in my book without charging for it because the context of the quote was uh, significant. There was there was meaning behind it. It wasn't just a it wasn't just a frivolous uh, thing. Laurie Anderson overrode overrode the publisher and said, uh, it's free. So can't, will eternally indebted to Laurie Anderson for that. So that's somebody walking the walk in life. No, it's a new theme for uh, Make Mike Marvel. <laughs> oh, Superman. Because Superman's one of these Marvel characters that everybody can't get enough of. Um, <clears throat> I think so, yeah. Yeah. Now, um, it'll be exciting. I, uh, Rose, I'm going to say your prediction is your, your, yours is going to come true. This is going to be a year where Laurie Anderson gets uh, the appreciation that she deserves. I hope so. I truly hope so. Yeah. And what do you have planned for 2024? Anything anything exciting? Any any uh vacations? Anything anything you always well, wanted to do I'm and you're celebrating? Go you celebrate. What are you celebrating, Russ? Well, I'm going to be celebrating my mom's 60th birthday, which I'm very excited about. Uh means I'll get to fly back east for the first time in a while. Amazing. Where where is back east for you? Uh, so I'm originally from South Jersey, but my mom currently lives in Maryland. 
Okay. South Jersey, That's eh? Be exciting. Yep. Burlington Wawa. County. Wawa, you a big Wawa fan, Rose? Oh yes. I many a lunch spent walking to the Wawa that was near my house or the other Wawa that was near my house. Yes, it's it, how it tends to work out. Would you say, Rose, what is your opinion of quick check now? What does that mean to you, eh? I've been to a quick check a few times because I used to go to shows further up north, but not mm-hmm. as deep a connection. Quick check quick check is a middle of the state uh uh kind of thing. Yeah, that's true. I guess I say up north, I'm thinking like New Brunswick, which isn't all yeah. that north. And now people say there's no s- such thing as central New Jersey. There is. There really is. Come on, people. It's clear there's such a thing as I used to fight Jersey. against it. I used to be one of those people, but I'm starting to come around to it. If the state goes past, look, here's the state. This part here is past above Manhattan. (laughs) That's north. This is central. This is southern. If the state stopped, if the state stopped at Manhattan, I would say, yeah, you're right. There's north and there's south. There's not. North is goes so far past the Holland and Lincoln Tunnel. That's North Jersey. Central Jersey, it starts around, where's Central Jersey start? Elizabeth? What are we talking? Elizabeth, Rose? Yeah, I think Elizabeth. I'm trying to think now. My my geography is not up to scratch as it used to be. Let's say Elizabeth, but, uh, yeah, I feel like more Elizabeth or less. Area. That area, above that, you're getting into North Jersey. South Jersey starts around if you're if you're west in the state you're talking about Princeton is the beginnings Trenton is south this is definitely south jersey absolutely see maybe this is my misunderstanding i always assumed south jersey would be like the start of a pine barren maybe oh, this would get into the weeds but I, but i'm i might be a little generous with where i'm starting south jersey but you are absolutely south jersey the pine barrens are south jersey yeah. Look, here, there it is. Somebody and just did the I wanted to, bleeping map. They get it. Oh, perfect. Yes, this is exactly it. I would honestly, as a member of Burlington County or from Burlington County, I would say that's also central debatable. Mm-hmm. Okay. I hear you. I'll just throw it out there. Yeah. Rose, you get it. I get it. We get it. They don't. Exactly. And I want to wish you nothing but the happiest new year. Oh, thank you so much. You as well, Tom. It's always nice to catch up. Thank you, Rose. It's great talking to you. You have a great night. Final call of the night. Final call. Final call of the night. Hello, best show. Hi, Tom. Hi, who's this? Uh, My name is Lawrence. Lauren, how are you, Lauren? Where are you calling from? I'm good. Um, I am calling from Australia. Australia. Wow. What part of Australia? Um, I'm in the Gold Coast at the moment. I just moved here like a month ago, but 
I lived in Sydney for about seven years. Um, okay. Now, what time yeah. is it there? What time is it there? Uh, 10 to 3. So you're at the middle um, of the night? PM. Oh, of course. It's a PM. It's not. It's. Yeah, what am I thinking? Oh, Tom, what are you doing? You're talking Lauren's on the other side of the globe. It's 3 p.m., almost 3 p.m. Yeah. Who is – do you know Mount Rushmore? <laughs> you know Mount Rushmore in, in the United States? You know you know what that is, right? I do. Yeah. Who would be on your Australian Mount Rushmore, Lauren? Oh. Oh, well uh... – and it can not, be it can be heroes. Doesn't have to be political people, of course. People that you feel exemplify what's great about Australia. Australia. Sorry. Do they have to be Australian? I think so. Hmm. Well, I'm actually from New Zealand. I don't know a lot of Australian pop culture. This is um, Lauren. Let's talk about New Zealand Mount Rushmore then. Let's see who goes yeah, on that. Let's do it. Um, are you into the music? You like the New Zealand? Are you a fan of the the New Zealand stuff? Flying Nun? Yeah. All of it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Who do you think goes on it? Chris Knox? Sure. Do we put Chris Knox on it? You know what? He has a pretty good face for it. Yeah. I think, you know, he's got that good. Kind of chiseled face. Mm-hmm. It would look good in a mountainside. Okay. Who else? Who else would you put? Yeah. Um. Well, my auntie's brother is Reese Darby, so I feel like he deserves a spot. Wait, hold on. Your your auntie's who now? My auntie's brother. I th- okay. Your your so, like. Your aunt, your by marriage. So you are related to Reese Darby, is what you're saying. By marriage, and I've never met him because his sister and that whole side of my family—they're all very Mormon, mm-hmm. and he is not. Sure, he's a very rugged <laughs> guy too. He's actually a—he's a very cool guy, Reese Darby. Yeah. Do you know his character, um, Bill Napier? Wait, which one is that? I, he is... did it in one of his. He's like a um, like a park ranger. Oh, character. I know, uh, I know of it. I've never seen. What is that? Is that is that a series that that's that that's? No, it was just like an opening bit that he did in one of his like big stand up specials. Okay. That he put out, but but that character is my uncle. Re- oh, really? So like he's he, basing he, that on that, your, your uncle. That character is based on your uncle. Yeah. That's wild. That's very exciting. Now, this is who I see. We got Chris Knox. We get Jermaine up there, right? Oh, of course. We got to get Jermaine. Yeah. Maybe we get Jermaine and and Brett. Because we don't want half Mount Rushmore being the Concords. 
but if, then with Reese Darby as well, that's like one I, of the concord. Look, pretty much, Christmas. pretty much. We said we were going to do Mount Rushmore. <laughs> it looks like our Mount Rushmore for New Zealand is Jermaine, Brett, Reese Darby. We might as well just put Taika on it also, and then just make it Mount Concord. More, day. yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but, um, Neil Finn and his son Liam Finn, mm-hmm. if we're going for music. Okay. Um, and, um, Luke Buddha is awesome as well. He was in the Phoenix Foundation. If you know of him. I don't, I don't tell What is it? Tell me, I'll write it down. I'll check it out. The Phoenix Foundation. Okay. I'm um, checking out. I'm not like a big fan of love their stuff, but one album in particular called Pegasus, I think, is okay. amazing. Well, I'm gonna listen. I'm gonna. Yeah. I'm gonna check it out. That's very cool. Um. Yeah. Lauren, I got good news and I got bad news. Mm-hmm. Which do you want? Yeah. Which do you want first? Give me the bad news. The bad news is the show is over. Yeah. Do you want the good news now? Yeah, that is bad news. The yeah. good news is the show couldn't have ended on a better note than Lauren calling up and talking about her auntie's cousin. <laughs> My auntie's brother. Auntie's I, I brother. Not, close, um, yeah. Reese Darby. About that, but, uh, yeah. No, this is very cool. I um, I got to work with Jermaine. Jermaine's one of the all-time nicest people alive. Oh, I bet. Couldn't yeah. can't speak more highly of Jermaine. True, a truly sweet human. Uh also just He's hilarious. Just the funniest mind you've ever seen. Like watching him come up with stuff, <laughs> unbelievably funny. Um, yeah, Lauren. Yeah. Oh, th- awesome! Thank you so much yeah. for the call. You call anytime you want. All right. Good talking okay. to you, Tom. You take care. Okay. I hope you feel better soon. Thank you. Okay. Bye. Bye. Well, well, well. That's how we start off twenty twenty four. Hmm. Not too shabby. I like what we did tonight. I want to thank Danny Tamborelli for checking in and we'll talk to him. Check his books out. Check his band out. I want to thank everybody who listened and is all my friends and we're going to have a great year. Next week, do we have anything planned for next week? surprises is that real we actually have surprises that's a surprise as well see now you're scaring me i'm gonna figure out what we're doing i have a great idea whether it'll happen next week or the week after or the week after that we're going to do an episode of the show called the dumb episode and in this episode we all talk about the things 
we don't know and the area we talk about are the 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 blind spots the mistakes everything the dumb episode we're going to do that in the next couple of weeks and all stupid episodes about people i know people say every episode is stupid how dare you you say every episode is a stupid episode I'm getting so mad fighting with someone that doesn't exist. Let's say goodbye. The best show will be back next Tuesday. Thank you. The best show is produced in partnership with the Forever Dog Podcast Network. The show is hosted by Tom Sharpling and features John Worcester, Michael Lisk, Jason Gore, and Pat Byrne. The show is produced and written by Jason Gore, Pat Byrne, Michael Lisk, Brett Davis, John Worcester, and Tom Sharpling. The Best Show is executive produced by Tom Sharpling, Brett Boehm, Joe Cilio, and Alex Ramsey. Co-executive produced by Jason Gore and Pat Burns. Segment producer, Michael Lisk. The show is engineered and mastered by Andrew Gleason and Wesley Knapp. Graphic design, video editing, and social media by Brett Davis. Website and technical support by Martine Sellis. And the show is recorded at Forever Dog Studios in Los Angeles. Support The Best Show on Patreon over at patreon.com slash thebestshow and follow us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Best Show for Life. That's Best Show number four, Life. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week.